good? You're listening to Wasted Radio. My name is Matt, and I don't have a lot of time to waste today because today's show is very long, and it's also very good. I have two of my longtime friends, uh, Troy Mort from Street Struck and Shane Dunlap from Fire in the Blood. We have a really awesome show that we put together. We sat down and we talked about Altoona Hardcore, Central PA Hardcore, everything else that's going on in hardcore right now, and I don't want to waste too much time uh, getting into it because it does run long. But before we can hop into that show, I want to give you an opportunity to check out each one of these bands. Both of them are badass. We're going to get started with Central PA's Fire in the Blood. The first track is called Undone. Check it out. it fire in the blood undone and that track is a couple years old actually i've got the cassette over there but that is uh they've got newer stuff as we'll talk about in the show you can find them on instagram at fire in the blood and i've got one more track that i want you to check out this is street struck with broken (laughs) 
So I'm here oh, with there, he is. there it is. <laughs> yep. And it's not beer, it's venom. This is venom low calorie energy drink. You can own it for ninety nine cents. This one is watermelon lime. What am I drinking here? I don't know how to pronounce this. That is Perrier. Perrier. So, I always just thought it was Perrier. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That was very Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, man. So I'm here with uh, Shane, Fire in the Blood, Troy, Street Struck. Yep. Um, man, how did this happen? I I wanted one of you guys, and I got both of you guys. I wanted I wanted to do two episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this was. I feel like this is gonna be cooler. Like, this is way, way cooler. You know? Cause we could go through all types of shit, like separately the bands, but also talk about Central PA, you know, just in general. I think this will be cool. You know that that's one thing I wanted to start doing more with this show. Actually, is because we have a really cool history oh, in yeah. our area. We have a lot of really really cool shit that happened, and I don't really know anybody that talks about it or or has you know one another person I'd like to have on is uh, Sean Barr because he has like. Oh yeah, yeah, crazy be, knowledge of Sean would be great. Yeah, and I mean, I could. The list goes on. I have tons <laughs> of people that you know I want to go on, but starting here, um, so I'm going to play. I don't know if I'm going to edit this out or not. I'm probably not, but I'm going to play a Street Struck song and a Fire in the Blood song at the beginning of the show. So, cool, cool. So cool. you know, um, probably undone. And what would you like? Ooh, do a new one. Yeah, let's do. Um... Let's do Broken, I think. Broken. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I need a, Is that on Bandcamp downloadable? Uh, no, I don't have a Bandcamp because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need you got you to you have a Bandcamp. I know. I think about it every time, but I like every time we've uploaded music, I just went straight to like all major, you know, whatever services and just like forget about Bandcamp. Yeah, shout out to the major services not paying their yeah. artists yeah, Dude, anything. Oh my god, just stealing from these fucking hardworking bands. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I I talk about this all the time about why I promote physical media is because I'm convinced that someday we're gonna wake up and like Apple Music, Spotify, all these ones that aren't really making very much money off of smaller bands, like, pull the plug, and then you're not gonna be able to access that music. It's gonna go back to like. What do you remember when you used Back to have to the to, underground? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you remember though when um you would have to get on? I can't remember what site it was, but people had their own like maybe like Tumblr or whatever, and they would list like different like files you'd have to download. To oh get the yeah, album yeah. Like. I mean, I was I was into like the LimeWire era oh, and yeah. the SoulSeek and Kazaa and Napster. Yeah. Um, I'll take this time to formally apologize to my parents for <laughs> destroying. A number of computers. computers. Yeah, me too, dude. But then when I got my own computer was like the era of like the Blogspot. Yeah. And like yeah, Blogspot, Media Fire and Rapid Share and Zip File and all of those. And I was I was big on to like finding different Blogspots. Like Toxic Breed was a big one for a while. I remember I was like, that. It was a good era of like finding demos, especially. AJ had a good one too, the Path to Misery one. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. He about st- that. It's still up actually. And then it was preserving silence for a while. Was the blog? Was spot. it? Yeah, and then I think that's where he Ride transitioned that preserving into preserving thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, another one. There was another one that uh, Jeff from Know the Score sent me not too long ago, and it's his blog that has like every Florida hardcore band in it. And That's it's tight. all their demos yeah. and shit like that. It's so cool. Yeah, I have to. I have to put that out. Somebody needs to do that for like 
the different areas of Pennsylvania and then kind of maybe compile it all into one because I feel like you could go on forever with just Philly hardcore or just Pittsburgh or just Erie. And then like the central PA music just kind of like, it's like a rabbit hole. Once you start going into it, like it just keeps going and going. Yeah. There's all types of like unknown bands or just shit that people around here knew about, but outside of here, you know, there's been like this like invisible wall that's been so hard for like central PA bands to get out. Yeah. And it's fucking, and I think one of the biggest things is we end up having these bands of people who are like, not to say that other scenes don't have people like this, but like working class people who all they can do is like one Saturday a month or one or two Saturdays a month. Mm -hmm. You can't tour if, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're only limited to Saturdays. You know what I mean? The most you could do is drive three, four hours. No, so it's, it's tough for bands, especially with guys a little bit older, like my band to like play outside of the tri state. Well, when I um when I first started going to shows, I thought At Hope's End was the biggest band. Like yeah. I thought that they were huge. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like that invisible wall, like they there was just in our area, you yeah. know. Not without resistance. I thought that Not Without Resistance was like a major hardcore band. So did when they. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and at that time too, they did. Yeah. You know, they did like some Europe tours, and you know, they were out a good bit, but way bigger around here than anywhere anywhere else what do you what do you think the the biggest like central pa band was like the band that really kind of reached the furthest i don't know like what do you consider when you say central pa like what are you talking about like our area how far outside of our area i mean when mushmouth wasn't that far outside of our area yeah that's true you know what i mean but I don't claim I, Mushmouth. Yeah, like I would. A they're like band. Southeast PA yeah. to me. I would honestly, and it could just be our age group, but I would say Menace maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You Menace know? or Steel Nation. Oh, Steel, Steel Nation. Nation. Yeah, I, Steel Nation did Europe a number of times. Yeah, I, I. They're another one that's like because they're so kind of spread out that like it's like, are you Pittsburgh or are where you, are you like, from? North, yeah, yeah. I know that they say like, hey, we're just PA hardcore, but like. Steve and Neil are Lewistown guys, and yeah. they started the band in Lewistown. So to me, that they're yeah, a central PA band. Yeah, I would count that for sure. Well, then, yeah, yeah still mission. Um, and then the best in the eyes I of, <laughs> yeah, in, in the, the eyes, eyes of, of yeah. Was, yeah, they were they when they were playing, they were very popular. Tons of people would come out and see them. Drain the sorrow. <laughs> yeah, <or> you're fucking <laughs> huge. <laughs> That's sick. So Troy sang for. Do you did you ever see Drain the Sorrow? Oh yeah, yeah. Much times, yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'd love to hear that shit now. Oh, man, you um, were what? 14? Your vocals are a lot different now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I started in the band when I was fourteen. I played bass for a year, and then we had this like shitbag ass uh, singer that like didn't even go, didn't even listen to hardcore, like. I think someone just got him in the band and uh, he was pretty awful. <laughs> so he, we kicked him out and then, but we still had shows coming up. So we were like, what the fuck are we going to do? And I was like, I'll try it. But at that point I was like maybe 15 and then just kept going from there. Yeah. You wrote it for a while. Cause I mean, you guys went clear up until like urban war zone. Yeah. Days. Yeah. We yeah. Were, Drain the Sorrow was around for a while. It was about five or six years, I think um, in total. <laughs> That was cool. Those were good days. It was, you know, 
looking back on it now, and if anybody does try to find it, because some of it still exists, it's That's fucking it. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bad, and I know that. <clears throat> but you know, a fifteen-year-old writing fucking hardcore lyrics was like, especially then, like I didn't know shit, so I was just trying to like say what I thought sounded oh, yeah. cool and like rhymed and fucking whatever I could make my friends fucking mosh do at the time. Dude, my fucking first bands were rough. <laughs> was your, were, you, were you in Valley Girl or not? No, I wasn't in the Valley Girl. I okay. wanted to be in the Valley Girl so bad. Girl. No, I was in a band called A Violent Whisper. Sick. Damn. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> what year? Um, 2005. 2006 right. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then we did a metalcore band called a black rose burial oh yeah i know that band no that was before the fucking actual black rose burial oh band, okay i was gonna say I, damn, that I was kind of big wasn't it still think they took the name from our myspace page i don't know um okay. yeah but we were terrible but um that and then i was in down for the count and that was me and billy and Ryan Reitenauer was doing vocals, and th- that was just all pretty much all breakdowns. That was oh, like yeah. in that era when, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that was that was like we wanted to be Agro Crag or Ten on One, and that was at the same time around like when Recon came to Altoona. Yeah, why oh, don't yeah. why don't if we're gonna do like a history or something like that? Why don't we go back? Because my first memory of Altoona was probably like 2007 when I could actually drive and I, I finally made it up like this way to see might've been recon. It might've been years spent cold at the lion's den. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure drain the sorrow probably played or like, <laughs> probably open. not without resistance probably played. But so like, I don't know anything prior <clears throat> to lion's den as far as Altoona goes. Yeah. But I know you guys said that there was even stuff way before that. Well, like it's weird because at the time that I came in, um, I thought, like, for, like, the first year or two that I was going to shows, I thought hardcore was, like, Fear Before the March of Flames and The Locust and shit like that. Because that's what was, like, heavy music. you know. Heavy yeah. music in general and like, guitar music in general exactly. was hardcore to you. Yeah. But everything was, like, alarm clock riffs and, like, like, that kind of stuff. I didn't know. Back then, I didn't know any hardcore bands you know i mean i think the closest that i listened to was like hate breed which i listened to i found hate breed in 2001 because my cousin gave me the sampler for that pledge of allegiance tour that was my first exposure to hardcore but i just thought it was metal i didn't yeah. understand yeah, the differences yeah um and then the other one was full-blown chaos and i loved full-blown chaos but i didn't know they had anything to do with the hardcore scene <laughs> As far as that time period goes, I feel like there were a lot of bands that had a big reach beyond hardcore, but were still hardcore bands like Hate Breed. And then, like, yeah. I mean, I loved Saves the Day and The Descendants. And, like, mm-hmm. people consider them hardcore bands now today. I do. But, <clears throat> I mean, if you listen to it, it doesn't, it's not heavy. You know what I mean? It's like AFI. Yeah, same, same yeah. thing. Like, I never, I never considered AFI a hardcore band, but they obviously are. Or they came from it. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, but no, pre-2007 Altoona, um, The Valley Girl, Eternum Vale, um, Rival with Honor, uh, Tron, Bob Ross Masterpiece, 
Um, yeah, we had. I don't know what that band uh, is. But that's crazy. That's they a were crazy like name. they were like a funk grindcore hardcore. Like I don't even know. It was all all over the place. Cool stuff. Um, I mean, there's a ton of bands that I'm missing, and and there's probably a lot better people to talk about it than me because yeah, you I gotta mean, get was... Jay, you gotta get Jay and like Bertel and yeah. Crest on here too yeah. because those guys were like in it. They were the there. Year. They were doing it. I mean, Agro Crag was probably like I know for me, I went to a show and saw Agro Crag, and like I wanted to be Danny Hatch. Like, I just <laughs> I was obsessed with Agro Crag, um, and. They were probably my biggest inspiration. Dan and Sammy were probably my biggest inspiration to start playing shows. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean... And then, then from that was when they did 10 on 1, which I was... 10 on 1. That was the shit that like yeah. really bridged, I guess, between you guys and Altoona and then mm -hmm. us down like Lock Haven, Williamsport area. Mm -hmm. was like Jay and Anthony's relationship with 10 on 1 and yeah. the Crown. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. And that and that too was that that like Altoona breakdown sound that kind of comes with it. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that. Just there was just something about the way that they dropped their songs. Like just in the middle, there would be a drum fill and just boom. Like I don't know. I'd never heard anything quite done quite like that before. Yeah, I got I got to see him at the Ritz Theater in Muncie. Oh, was, you went there? Yeah, yeah. That, that was like when I was really like getting into shows and like understanding like you said how before you just kind of thought everything was hardcore that's when i was kind of finally figuring out what hardcore was and yeah. i was kind of getting past my embarrassing years yeah. <laughs> and was kind of figuring out what real hardcore was and yeah i got to see 10 on one there and that was fucking awesome and i still remember i didn't know chris at the time but me and my friends called him bowling ball <laughs> because he would just like smash oh my through. fucking god i'm gonna spit everywhere <laughs> I hope he listens to this. He won't, but, but he would just like smash through people like it was crazy. And I remember seeing him during 10 and 1. I was like, yo, there's bowling ball. He's fucking people up. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, there was like, um, I mean, there was all types of, like when I first started going to shows and, um, you know, like, I, which was probably like 2006-ish, maybe seven in, in there. Um, you know, there was like, uh the decaying process which was like ty yeah, you know yeah. ty's like little grindcore metal band and like you know i was in i must have been in like eighth grade i remember going to his or maybe seventh grade going over to his house and watching them like practice and the decaying process was, was actually the first t-shirt design i ever did oh really in his basement oh, yeah shit. just like fucking around and then i found one a couple years ago at salvation army it was so cool <laughs> but um that's cool yeah, um, that Billy and Matt Doss and Chris yeah, and yeah. somebody did vocals. I don't remember uh, who. Uh, it was like Matt's cousin. Oh, um, I swear I'm gonna fuck it up, but it was like Buki. Buki, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I was like, I know it's a weird fucking name. No, but... he sang for some. I think he sang for Eternum Vale or something like that. Yeah, Buki. Um, they were cool, and that kind of turned into like we we're like, oh well, like that's how I first met Ty, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna start going to these shows and like. Check mm -hmm. him out. I had been to maybe one or two before that, but I had no clue what I was doing. Like, yeah, with um, like Sean and my dad um had a band with you know my other uncles and everything called Suicide Switch. Yes, and they got to be decently big around here for a while too. Like before Lions Den, you know, they had like the Becky Sheets shows and stuff like that. They even played up at um, 
what's the place in State College? Crowbar. What are yeah. yeah, the Crowbar. They, they played with Hatebreed a couple times. Um, I saw Hatebreed at the Crowbar. Sick. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was like 2004 or something I like that. I saw Josta at the Crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Josta at the not, Lions not Den. <laughs> you played with Josta at did, the Lions yeah, Den. We played that show. Um, which is super funny because I fucking hate him. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess we get <clears throat> during that time period we could touch on like I mean, the stuff that Eddie did too. Well, that was a major. A, yeah, he did a lot. I mean, he was he was had his issues and shit like that, but he he booked a lot of shows and he was in a lot of bands too. Yeah, he's total wild card. Yeah, he did a lot. Um. I remember there's a lot of bands that I found out because of Eddie that were like like Die Young, Furious Styles, and like um, I can't remember who else, but like you know in that vein he would book those bands. Um, there was one other one that it's not coming to me, but there was a lot of cool bands back then that like he somehow knew and then and he would bring them in. They would play in his garage and shit. Did you ever go to an Eddie's yeah, garage I, show? Well, I, yeah, I played one one time too. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say when he he filled in for CDC for a while he like played bass and CDC oh, did he? Yeah. yeah and I think like that helped him build like a lot of connections and meet a, a lot, lot of friendships and, and met a lot of people and he for a while was bringing bands to Altoona like yeah and the, I thought the Fight Fest at Lions Den the one that Terrible Minds played that was Man, cool I'd have to think so like who was on that Weight of the Crown Terrible Minds yeah uh, Steel Nation played that. Um, Pale Horse played it. And what's wow. the band from Vegas? Hammer Lane. Oh, oh Folsom. 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 They Folsom was too. sick. Yeah. Dude. God, um, I love that fucking band. I have a story about that show. The venue got trashed and everybody left. <laughs> and I was responsible for that show because um, the guy who set it up was Sammy, who was from New York. Oh, oh I remember him. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Damn, how you have such a good memory? <clears throat> yeah, I have a lot of fond memories about anything to do with Weight of the Crown or Menace. Yeah. So that right there, that that stays in the brain. <laughs> yeah, but he um he booked that show and he like called me the day of and was like, dude, I can't make it down to Altoona. Can you take care of his show for me? And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so like I ran the door and like did a whole. I had never done it before or anything like that. And then the place got trashed and everybody left because like I think it was. Folsom who closed it and they were nuts and Folsom helped me like clean the venue like top to bottom when oh, Patty nice got guy. there cool. so she wasn't pissed they were always really fucking good yeah dudes. dude well have you checked out Spirit World no it's Stu from Folsom's like solo project band oh. but yeah but they're like they're doing big things now I can't remember they're on tour with some like big bands that's sick I'll that out yeah I'll just interject and say I always thought Eddie booked that Fight Fest I didn't know that that really? was the dude from <clears throat> On the attack records, or yeah, that's that was on the attack. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. there was a lot of those bands that were on that label. Yeah, Way to the Crown was on that label. I forgot was about Terrible Mind. No, we no. never. No, we were never on any label. He had uh, one one step too many. <laughs> one he, step too many. That's the dude from Turnstile. Were you at so that? Funny. Were you at that show? They might um, have that too. Were you at the Virginia show at that house? <laughs> the, were you the, there? No, the infamous one where yeah. Newport News one, Damn, one. That's still on the internet. That's still on YouTube. When his I, mom beat his ass with a vacuum cleaner. Dude, <laughs> when I uh, hit you up asking if you knew anybody like in the turnstile camp, because I wanted to have them come on, yeah. that's what I wanted to talk to them about, that show. Oh, shit. Because their singer and their guitar player were 
the guitar player for Turnstile was the singer for One Step Too Many. Correct. And then the singer for Turnstile was the drummer for One Step yep. Too Many. But he was like he was like fourteen at the time, the singer, because that's when they came out. Everyone was like, "Oh, they have this little kid singing for them. You got to hear them. They're dope." I still remember that yeah, song. Bad, but <laughs> <laughs> dude, they have the, I have the CD. They had a song. I have it too somewhere here. It's still wrapped, but um, they have a song called "Take Me Out," and like halfway through, the drummer starts like rapping. And it's a dude from Turnstile now, but like, <laughs> okay. and I remember yeah. hearing him on there, and I was like, "Wow, if this guy fronted a band, they would be like the biggest band in the world." Look at him now. Look at him yeah. now, Seth Meyers. Yeah, man, there was all types of good stuff that came out of that. There was also in that same era was like, "Expect the worst." I um, forgot. Yeah, I was expect the you worst. Mention that. Yep, yep. Um, we had you know one or two shows like. You know, I never had the best relationship with Eddie, obviously, and uh, not trying to like trash dude that's not here anymore. Um, but he did have he did bring a lot of like potential to having. He had some great shows, some you know flopped pretty hard, some were always up in the air, kind of unpredictable. But mm-hmm. there were a lot of good. There was a lot of good that came out of that for sure. Um, when he was on the up and up and everything was good, then. You know, he did productive things for Altoona Hardcore, for sure. Yeah. And then after him, who was doing shows after him? Um, I mean, around the same time and or after, um, you know, Andy did a lot. Um, Andy did do a lot. Andy booked a lot of shows. I forgot about that. Andy did, um, he did a show that... Uh, I missed it was at the lion's den but it was like a legendary beatdown band and I can't remember who it was he did some huge show and I didn't make it but it was like some old school beatdown band hmm. and I remember he like lectured me about it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> um and I mean Eddie did shows clear up until like he was the one that got us Pelly's yeah, he was really? like the first. He was the first one to do a show at Pelly's, which, to me personally, may, and like again, maybe because it's connection with Menace, were some of my favorite Altoona shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've realized now that not everywhere has venues like that. Like, dude, they didn't charge us rental. Pelly's was the best, and they yeah. were just like, "You want to do a show? The date is yours. Like, do whatever you want." Oh, a table got broken. That's cool. Just take it out to the dumpster for us. Oh, somebody got beat the fuck up. We'll just clean it up and we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Like they were yeah. so cool because they didn't care because they were making money for like the first time in forever because yeah. they were a really struggling bar and restaurant and hardcore shows kind of saved their business. Oh, hundred percent. When we were kids, that was like a place to go. It we was really to, nice. Yeah. Like we, were... we went to Pellegrine's for dinner one night and I remember, I remember my parents. And I was really little, but it was like just Italians wall to wall. <laughs> like the whole place was fucking packed and it was like nice in there. And I remember, I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe they had like... a fully lit Christmas tree in July. <laughs> <laughs> Year round. <laughs> like that place. Stop was... caring. Yeah. They really did not give a fuck. It was awesome. It was the, there are a certain level of shitty for a venue where I'm like, all right, this sucks. 
And I think that they were right on that line where I was like, all right, this place is shitty, but like, it's fucking cool and it's fun. And yeah, like the staff was awesome. You know what I mean? Jen was awesome mm-hmm. towards us and like bad Chad and Natalie were awesome towards us. <laughs> Troy's looking at me smirking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, as far as like Pelly's goes, it was one of my favorite Altoona venues because we could it do whatever we a, wanted. It was kind of a free for all. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, it wasn't like it was a free-for-all to the point where it got out of hand. Like, no. Lines then sometimes get a little too out of hand, like chairs yeah. and tables being thrown and shit like that. Barstools. It never got to that point at Pelly's. It was like the perfect amount of crazy and the perfect amount of fun. Most cool, of the Cool time. venue. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> cool venue. You know, we've been lucky enough to have a variety of cool venues in Altoona. And inevitably, something would always happen that would like end the opportunity. But Yeah, yeah that's all like, good. Um, I remember. That's hardcore, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first show was Scars of Tomorrow at the Railroaders Museum, and Damn. yeah, and the Railroaders Museum was like, I don't know, they had like this second building that was kind of like a rec center, and it was just an open hall, and they set up right there. It was really cool. Um, I don't remember too much about shows there, though. I think I went to like two or three shows, and back then. It was Ben Hanley that was setting up shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I mean, Bertle talked to me about that a little bit because they were roommates at the time, and he always, like, says, like, yo, Ben did a lot for, like, Altoona for, like, a yeah. period oh, of yeah. time. Yo, this that mic, thing's this giving mic, you real trouble. <laughs> you can me. just hold the mic if you want to. I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> that like too much work. But, yeah, um, Ben put a lot of work in way back in the day and he did a lot of face down bands too because then after that we had shows at classic attitudes yeah and there was like seven star looking forward um i want to say i don't think a love for enemies there was like other bands that was like the beginning of youtube yeah when i would see things on youtube i'd be like damn i wish i could have went to that i wish i had a car yeah yeah, dude, we had some really cool. I'm pretty ones. sure there's still like a fight breakout video on on YouTube from uh, Classics. It's in a compilation. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's in. <laughs> you know, I, I know what you're talking it's like about. Yeah, minute three, thirty two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Winter Solstice played at Classic Attitudes. That was a cool show. Okay. There were so many bands that played at Classic Attitudes that I couldn't even. I'd really have to dive in and think about it. Um, Eldolin Terrace came next. Yeah, I was gonna say I went to some of those too. Like there were more like mm-hmm. the metalcore shit. Like it dies today. Played it. Yeah, I was gonna say it dies today. Vanna. Fucking packed. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. The... And the the church right across from Sheets. So like the pop shows that Ryan did. Jagged. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he occasionally had some heavy bands that came in too. Ryan, uh, I actually just talked to him the other day, but um, he booked uh, Earth Crisis. Dude, that was legendary. That yeah. show was so sick. Yeah. Path get, of Misery opened. Yeah, yeah. Get there. We showed up and fucking nobody had told the building owner that there was a show that night. So they had the parking lot paved that day and nobody could park in the parking oh, lot. Oh, that's so right. Everybody had to, everybody <laughs> had to park right. along the road. fucking nightmare. It was I forgot a mess. about that. We were like carrying First Blood's equipment in with them and they're like, this is dumb. We're like, yeah, this is There might dumb. be footage of that on the internet. If anybody's listening to this and wants to see a crazy Altoona show, try to find that. It's like... The lineup was what? Did Terrible Minds play? Yeah, yeah. Terrible dude. Minds, we Path broke the misery. wall. I think it was Nick Soto Earth <laughs> knocked the fucking uh, what's it called? Cinder Block Wall. Over. Yeah. What? Um, Earth what? Crisis played with the dude from Fallout Boy drum top. That was cool. Yeah. As well. yep. Earth Crisis, First Blood, Thick as Blood. 
Take a spot. <laughs> yeah. Was that that's not the same? Was that the show that Providence played? No. Or was no, that a that, different one? I was at that one that was at Urban War Zone. Yeah, too. that was at the War Zone. That was in the middle of a snowstorm. I still yep. remember that yep. because James and I rolled to that, and like halfway there, we're like, we're so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we're never gonna make it to Altoona. Like we're yeah. gonna fucking crash. And that show was sick. That was Providence CDC, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's and right. You that's guys right. played. Yeah, Trans yeah. Sorrow played. Yeah. Shit. That's really digging in. I I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And then the other urban there's war- a vi- there's definitely a video of that from on um from that show on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. The other urban war zone shows that stick out in my mind, the Still Nation show there because it was right when Forever Wounded came out, which is like the best. to this day one of my favorite records yeah, it's, ever. Yeah, it's one it's, of the best. Albums it's hard ever. to write a complete LP in hardcore that there's no skips and they did it. Yeah. Um, so Top five played, for me. They played there. I want to say. With Barricade and Animal House, like I think they both oh, Ziggy's band. I think so. Yeah, I definitely remember Animal House playing there. I'm I think sure. Barricade played it too, and then the other one was the Death Force Honor Show. Yeah. Oh, shit! I forgot. I completely forgot about and that. You guys played that too. We did play yeah. that, and I can't remember who they were touring with then. That, that was I cool. don't remember, but that yeah, that was cool because I mean I think they played out in a way before, like their very early stages, and this was like that was probably what. Excuse me, 2008 or nine. Yeah, so that they had was, been um, they had been going for a while, and it was like kind of a throwback show. That was like the first time I'd ever listened to them. I didn't like Death Before Dishonor <laughs> until after I saw them. And oh then man, I was you like, were wow, sleeping. Ba- I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, I like them now. But like back then, I it just like wasn't my thing. And then after I saw them, I was like, wow, I'm missing out. Like this band rules. They were really good. Is there any other Urban Warzone shows that you guys can man. recall that were like? I'm they all seem the same to me, except for whatever yeah. reason, they all feel like they were in the middle of winter and freezing cold. Yeah, it was always fucking cold as hell in All there. concrete building, yeah. <laughs> the dude that owned it, the fucking paintball dude, like, freaked out every single show. Like, just about every show was exactly the same. Like, they all ended up being pretty fucking good. A pretty decent amount of people came out to them. And the guy flipped out every fucking time, <laughs> threatened to yeah. never do it again. <laughs> and then there would be a show there, like, two weeks later. <laughs> I don't remember any shows there being like empty no yeah no it was always it was always yeah, solid. Was... um let's i remember see. i threw the one dude into that big that had that giant fucking tv in the back it was like didn't even work it was just sitting there and that's I, an altina thing too. yeah like, yeah for real <laughs> um yeah push some fucking kid right into it and the dude like tried to kick me out and i was like what the hell man i just like you you just said what's up to me 10 seconds ago and then like <laughs> i don't know i just turned around and went right back the fuck in but like i was don't funny. you miss being 16 sometimes no <laughs> <laughs> just the the inconsequential nature of doing whatever oh, you yeah, want of yeah. course of course that um i think all of my big show memories are really from the lion's den lion's den yeah that was the biggest one for me you know and then after the lion's den Went to Pelly's, I think, right? Wasn't that? Well, it was like from Lion's Den to Urban War Zone. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's always those weird in between spots. Yeah, there was that martial arts alliance place that I think there was like one or two shows there. We we did the first ever Brick by Brick at the Civic Center. Oh, yeah, in Juniata. Juniata Civic Center. Yep. That was the first ever Brick by Brick. I forgot about shows over there, dude. Bart did uh, a few months before that. He he brought Unit out. Yeah. Unit Menace. Um, I remember we we saw 
a couple times at Homer, Homer's Gap Civic Center was what that oh, was yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking Twenty Five to Life played there a couple times. Uh, oh my god! I think Why he used to looking? live. <clears throat> he used to live around here too. Rick. He used to live in State College or like Clearfield or something like that for a short amount of time. So, yeah, he went to Penn State. <laughs> yeah. He went to Penn State. Yeah, dude. I remember. Um, I remember being a teenager and seeing him at the Logan Valley Mall. We'd be walking around. It, it was always Billy too. He he called him uh, Richta. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Richta. Like he would like shout it down. He, the dude would turn around. We're like, hey! like no fucking clue who we are. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Like standing in line for Annie Ann's or some shit like that. And then I remember around the time that we were doing Pelly's shows. Uh, I can't. Now, you can tell me if the name's wrong, because you guys grew up going to shows here, but I played it, and it was, like, a completely mixed bill. It was, like, half rock bands and pop bands, and then half, like, crazy beatdown bands, and it was called Aronsdale Elks? Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. That sounds familiar. But they didn't have... I... I man. This was an Eddie show, and it yeah. was, like... It was fucking crazy, and there was, like, a shitload of people there. It was just, like, probably, like, 2012. Yeah, it's kind of over by the Jaffa. It's the Elks Club. Oh, it was like my old band and bench press. Oh, played yeah, and, I remember. I didn't go to that I show. Go to that show I either. um think I was out of town or something, but I remember because it threw me off so much that it was in that building. And that's, I think, the only reason that sticks out of my mind like that is because like guys like Jay and Bertle and Bart were like, dude, this was the place. That was way day. back in the day, yeah. like way back. And like, there hasn't been a show here in like ten years. That's where I think Fear Before the March of Flames played. That was before <laughs> okay. I was going to shows. But okay. that was like before my parents would let me because I remember <laughs> kids coming into school and talking about these shows, and I wasn't allowed to go. I like I had to do some serious convincing to go to my first show. When did you start playing in Terrible Minds? I don't know, 2006. Okay. Yeah, but we. I um, remember you guys' first show. What I it, it was, was at, at the Lions, Lions Den. Den. You played like three songs. It was maybe. like, dude, our our full set was like eight minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. It was like crazy. It was sick. It was yeah. Cool. It was fun. I fucking still listen to Terrible Minds all the time. We just I loved it. we wanted to do something fast because like back then like everything in Altoona was like breakdowns. Yeah. And we we're like we need to like add some fast shit into here. And then we started playing breakdowns because, like, why not? Because, <laughs> of course, you know, yeah. it gets the fucking reaction that you want. Yeah, I, I, I give a lot of props to Terrible Minds, too, for, like, again, like, bridging that gap between, like, Altoona and then, like, Lockhaven Williamsport Cats. That, dude, if it wasn't for Weight of the Crown, if it wasn't for, like, your whole crew and everything like that, like, I don't know, we might have broken up a lot earlier. You know what I mean? Like, that was, that was like what we, that's why we wanted to play shows. We're like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, to, to come out and hang out with the, you know, the group. Was that there, was... um, I always think about this show, but I can never remember that many details of it. It was in Williamsport, I think. Menace and Way to the Crown played. Um, Oh, shit. It was like one of the last, one of the last Way to the Crown shows. I can't remember if Terrible Minds played or not, but like, um, fuck. Was it a big building? Yeah, it was the huge. The Hive. It was huge. Yeah, uh, the Hive. Um, oh, yeah. um, I have that. I have a video of that. Somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There, I know exactly like a big fight broke about. out, and like, 
it, I don't know. It was chaos, but it's that show sticks out in my head so much. I think about it all the time. But yeah, the building was fucking. There huge. was some. There were some cool shows there too. Way to the Crown headlined there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, because it was like sense. early, super early menace, and like there was like maybe one or two shows that they still kind of like did both or something like that. Yeah, I think Mike Stello's band played that show too, didn't he? Which one, Black Mask or STS? STS. Oh, okay. yeah, that would yeah. make sense actually. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to, to Randy. We used to uh, play with shows with STS all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, um, it was like the beginning of Black Mask in Johnstown. It was a Randy show a long time ago. <laughs> and it was it was like Black Mask and Endless Mike and the Beagle Club. And I just, I remember, <laughs> like, I remember going to see Endless Mike and the Beagle Club and Black Mask was playing when I walked in. I was like, whoa, what is this? This is not, like, that's a Johnstown show for you. Like you have like an acoustic yeah. opener, <laughs> we just and then played you have... there like two couple like last fucking week or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you have like an acoustic opener, and then you have like a death metal band, and then you have like a folk band, and then you have like a hardcore band, and then like the headliner is like a hipster. Yeah, shout out to Randy. Shout out to Johnstown. Dude. Yeah, Randy is Randy like one rules. of my favorite people. Randy's awesome. He's honestly he's one of everybody's favorite people. Also had no fucking clue he was that good of a drummer. He filling it playing playing for you guys. He rips. He's, yeah. He rip, He honestly rips on everything. Yeah. He would probably be an insane vocalist because he's an insane mosher. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a good mosher, you're usually a good vocalist. He's too. got a Golden lot of heart. Mosher, for sure. Yeah. He's got a lot of heart. He's, oh, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. in it to win it. <laughs> like, that's dude, awesome. Dude too. loves hardcore. Like, this good. this might get point. me a little shit, but like, I never liked a lot of the Johnstown kids because mm-hmm. we always had problems with them, like going to shows and they were always fucking, you know, we always had like little beefs, but... Always loved Randy. Randy fucking rules. I don't know any Johnstown kids, to be honest. There with is you, a like. little section that we're kind of skipping over because I don't. There was there weren't that many, but I I remember like at a time, there were there was like a little bit of a crossover because um, I went to a show and like, it was like at a high school cafeteria, mm-hmm. and damn, I wish like. <laughs> I wish See, like this sounds awesome. I wish already. Fucking, I'm waiting for this. Oh my god! I wish Glenn. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I wish Glenn or fucking Ty or somebody was here because they would remember it a lot more. Some you know, like Omar and uh, and Glenn are like six fucking two or six three, and then I swear to God, there was this girl that was the same size as them. Tried to fight both of them at the same time, and it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. But it was it was in a cafeteria at a high school. Um, I'll, I'll ask Randy about that's it. Hard. Yeah, please, because it was so fucking nuts. But, um, yeah, there was, like, always a group of kids that we could never fucking stand. Always, like, fought with them at shows. And then, eventually, I just was like, fuck Johnstown. Except for Randy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember, I don't know if they're Johnstown bands or not, but I remember, like, the Apparati. And then they had a new band that they turned into, but I can't remember what it was. Then there was Implore the Black Sky. By ringing any Rand- bells here. There was Randy's band that was on like Face Down Records and like <laughs> toured to California and really, stuff. yeah, they're called We the Gathered. Oh really? They, oh, they, I they remember rode, that. They rode like that Christian metalcore wave, like you were talking about, like the yeah. Seventh Star stuff and shit like that. I never liked it. And I mean, sorry, Randy, if you listen to this, <laughs> it was not my thing. But as far as like the Christian metalcore thing goes, like they did it. And they did it hard. And like I said, yeah, they toured. Honestly, all the they way probably to played that cafeteria show. <laughs> they might have. And sure. yeah, I remember they were on FaceTime Records. I think they played FaceTime Fest. They did a bunch of kind of crazy shit for like being a band from Johnstown. 
the Randy story. From face down to face rack. <laughs> <laughs> he, yo, I'll plug it now. He plays in a band now called Path of the Flood, and it's fucking, it's sick. So look How that up. How many fucking bands is he in? A lot. He fills in for another band called Dive from Johnstown, which those are all good kids. And they're all, they're all hardcore kids, but they're playing music that kind of sounds like, I don't know, like Turnover. That's and cool. Like shit like that, like. A little more softer rock or like dream pop shit, but it's all hardcore dudes doing it. So yeah, check out Dive, check out Path of the Flood, good bands, and support Randy's shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so okay, so we did Altoona and a little bit of Johnstown. What are we missing from Altoona? Because I feel like we did. I mean, we could go through can, with a fine tooth comb and we try got and think real, of real quick. The a solid era for two and a half years, the Anvil. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Absolutely! Yeah! Um, some Shout really out to cool Christ. shows. Yeah, big time. Because he lived in that venue, like CBGB style, like lived in it straight up like a squat. Yeah. Built his built himself a little apartment in it, and was there for every show. Was there for shows where there was like some random kid from Altoona was like, I want to book a show, and then there was nobody there, and Chris was there running sound for him, yeah. and running the door. Shout out to Hambone wherever you are. <laughs> I always wondered what yeah, happened to uh, the Anvil. I don't know the story there. What, like why he... Yeah. Ended, like, it, yeah. I mean, the last few shows, I booked a lot of shows there. Not a lot. I booked a handful of shows there. And they were not spectacular turnouts. And it was one of those things where that venue, from what I understand, because I don't know how to know the way you guys are, it's not the best area. Yeah. There was a murder was, yeah. in that building. <laughs> yeah. There, when it was a strip club. And I think it was just tough to get people to like come out to that place well i yeah. i remember when they started having shows there and i was like fuck there's like no parents in this town that are gonna send their 14 fuck year no. old to go to a show the there. tin cup it was the tin cup, yeah. was it was a tin yeah. cup for the longest time and uh i guess it was like a real a much nicer place like before that but the when it was the tin cup it got you know brought down a lot but it was called the palace wasn't it before then or was it am no, i thinking of coconuts yeah it was yeah. like coconuts is palace then yeah. coconuts now it's back to the palace okay. but it was like um yeah, I'm not even going to try to remember the name, but it started with an M. But, um, yeah, no parent in their right mind was going to take their fucking teenage kid to the Tin Cup, the essentially. Tin cup. Fucking drop you know. off. Or... <laughs> and, I mean, I remember when Noah and Chris got, like, the lease or whatever, and we were, like, getting in there and building the stage and building the wall and shit like that. We found, like, the police report, like, <laughs> the murder thing, Sick. like, the paper <laughs> on the floor. And I'm like, damn, somebody was literally murdered in this hallway yeah. like that's where like when chris finally was like yo i think i'm gonna like move out of this place and like close the doors on the venue it was just simply because like the shows weren't doing spectacular and i mean yeah if you're losing money and like you're it's money yeah, no coming doubt. out of your pocket like it's kind of foolish yeah absolutely well but, i remember uh we played one show there and yeah yeah you uh, guys played there and it was awesome and i brought colin and he was like two <laughs> he fell asleep while we were playing but that's like sick. yeah my favorite show there well, I have a there were a lot of good shows there. I booked yeah. Enemy Mind and Lifeless. And yes. for those of you who are listening that don't know, this venue was very small. Yeah. And it's scary. <clears throat> for people who liked bands like Enemy Mind and Lifeless, that's the perfect venue it for that. It was so perfect. It was it was cool. Uh, I did that band Momentum that put out a record very recently. I did them. That might have been their first time on the East they Coast. They played in Altoona? Yeah. Shit. It was them, Absolute Suffering, and... You guys' friend from Boys from Rome. Oh, yeah. Um, Strength Approach. Strength Approach. Yep. Yeah, that was a sick show. 
oh i i have that record i bought from yeah. them they were sick yes and yes. then i didn't book the show uh funny enough i got offered this tour and i turned it down and then glenn texted me 10 minutes later and was like hey i got offered this tour i think i'm gonna do it it was the one that i turned down but that was summer of fear volume one which ends up being like a legendary tour as far as like the scope of hardcore and that was sanction heavens die buried dreams and vain so was vain the opener no nah, vain i vain headlined it was i think heavens die o- opened and then buried dreams sanction vain but i mean looking back you know i mean you're not going to book vain or sanction no in a venue like that anymore. right like it was that's kind of crazy to think vain about. went yeah um same with the didn't dead heat play there too i'm um, I don't know. I didn't book Dead Heat. I booked Rhythm of Fear there one time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they did because I, I I I've only seen them once. I know I have a shirt from them somewhere, and it had yeah. to be from from there. I'm pretty sure. But um, you know, they got you know a lot of uh, exposure. Exposure. Yeah, they definitely did. That's sick. There I were a lot of good that. bands. And yep. then after that, after the Anvil, we just did two shows for a little bit. We had the hotel in between there but that was strictly brick by brick so yeah. we, don't, we don't have to touch on that a whole so we're lot. talking like 2012 to 2015 kind of the well, anvil ran probably because i ran 16 to 18 i think i was oh, gonna really? say that it was like exactly the same time i lived in columbus because i was like bouncing back and forth trying to like make it to shows when i could and i lived there from 16 to 18 so yeah. what was your band up there called uh vile mentality that's right i remember that you guys ever played down here? We played um, Brick by Brick. Brick yeah, was our okay. first show. 2018. Yep. That was our Fire and Blood's first show, yep. too. Yeah, it was a good time. That was fun. Um, and then after that, you and Glenn or Gary, I don't know who got their hands on Club 4Ds, but that's where the shows have been recently. Yeah, how did that happen? That's Gary, man. He, yeah. Gary, he's uh, he's been friends with those like everybody that owns it for a long time, and he was just like, hey, let's just fucking, we can do shows here anytime, which... There was like year, years and years ago we talked about doing it and they didn't want to do any hardcore shows because mm-hmm. I remember Andy trying to talk to them about it and they just didn't want to. Yeah. But all it took was Gary Ray being like, hey, we we're going to book some shows here. And they were like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. And it has worked out great um, so far. Yeah, so <laughs> everybody attending shows at 4Ds, appreciate it, act appropriately. Yes. And we'll try to Don't. hang on to this one for a while because yeah, because we're like, running out of options. It's, <laughs> hardcore, <yeah. laughs> it's getting thin here. Hardcore shows at at a new venue i always joke and say it's like the death rattle of that of that place like oh they're having hardcore shows now they're probably not gonna be around much longer happened to the den happened to pelly's now i'm like i look at 4ds and i'm like please don't disappear on me like don't don't die on me yet you at least have a bowling uh alley upstairs but I don't know. I I uh, I love that place. I think it's perfect. It's good because it's it's big enough where we had a brick by brick there, and you could fit a bunch of people if you move, you know, some of the tables around or whatever. But if you want to do a smaller show like a couple weeks ago, then mm-hmm. all you need to do is move uh, less tables. And How many people did you have through the door there? Maybe like a hundred. It was a good. It, like, it, was, it was solid. Good size like, show. It was yeah somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. I, I had no clue. It was Friday night. I was like, I thought the lineup was sick, but I was mm-hmm. like, you never know. With the Friday, people were still out of work or whatever. But yeah, I was really happy with how it, how uh, it turned out. I got lit up. Yeah, bad. You got a good one, right? Yeah, I got like out. Oh, like I was. Yeah, you got. Yeah, yeah. How's still recovering? 
Uh, it's cool. I got, got a little bit of a black eye, but that got progressively worked worse throughout the week, which was odd. Yeah, it looked so sick, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, Troy, that show was so fun. Everybody yeah, in my band were like, talking about it. And, like, everybody, like, all my friends from, like, Lock Haven were like, dude, that show was so sick. So if you missed it, come to the next one because yeah. it was fucking cool. Well, you guys both sounded great, by thank the way. You. And Thanks, thank man. you. The thing that I like about that place for real is you can hear the vocals there's so many hardcore places that you go to hardcore shows and you can't hear the vocals at all i mean and it's it's made like that venue is made to have live music in it so yeah it's not like it's just like a concrete building or something like that which is it's nice you have a nice are. patio the bars in the back you have a big parking lot it's right off the highway like it's yeah. it's there's everything you need super sheets right beside it super sheets <laughs> for all the traveling bands that fucking shit their pants when they see super sheets is that still a thing? People get excited about super sheets. That's where we headed right after the show. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We have to go to yep. super sheets. That's cool. Yeah, um, we had a lot of good shows over at Jaggered Street too. The church. Did right, you ever right. go over yeah, there? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The the Ryan shows and stuff like that. They were cool. He did a lot, but kid got hit by a car crossing Seventeenth Street, yep. and that ended all of that real quick. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I think I heard something about that, which is obviously, like, a complete bummer, and I couldn't imagine, like, how Ryan felt, you know what I mean, or something I mean, like that. But like, he put a lot of work into that over oh, yeah. several years, and yeah. they moved to, what was that other place they moved to? Do You, you know what I'm talking about, Yo, it was I another church. With my old band, I played a bunch of his shows, so I played... What band? Grey Lines. That's right. I played the Jaggered, I played... The Eldolin Terrace. Yep. And then there was another church that we played where they had, like, the merch and food in the basement. Mm -hmm. And then the venue was upstairs. But I, I couldn't recall for the life of me. And I don't feel like digging through my phone to try to find it. But when we when we get off the, this talk or whatever, I'll try to find it. I'll let you know what it was called. I think I have a Grey Lines tape around here somewhere. There's rare ones because we only <laughs> made, like, 25 of them and then, like, 20 of our friends bought them right away <laughs> so yeah it's like hey we got five tapes so that's sick that you have one of those yeah it's floating around here somewhere um yeah jaggered was great and then i can't remember what the other place was martial arts alliance was right down the street from that and we had a couple shows there that was i think it was expect the worst mm -hmm. it was mackie yep. was the singer yeah and i think Somebody got into a fight, and that ended that. There was a big fight there. Yeah, I don't have a clue. I want to say it was Chris, but I don't I don't want to just throw... No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> I think we touched on, like, at least all the Altoona bands and things like that. The only other thing, as far as, like, Central PA history, which we don't have to dive into, was, like, bands down our way a little bit more. There was a lot going on, oh, yeah. and then there Talk was... Talk about them. I want to hear about them. I mean, there was Clearfield, too. That's, mm -hmm. like, another thing. Like, all of Bryce's bands. And, like, we said Not Without Resistance was mm -hmm. a big deal for a minute. So, I don't know. Like, Menace and Way to the Crown were the two big ones for me. They were the ones and I guess, not to be too corny, but they were the first band that was, like, I was a kid. And they were like, yo, you want to come to the show? Get in the van with us and just come with. Yeah. And that shit kind of changed my life. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, no sure. doubt. Um. I remember uh, the Bryce bands too, but 
I can't remember what his band what what band he was in when I was going to when I like first started because it was like the end of Final Stand. Today I fight. Today I fight. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw, t- I think I saw Today I Fight, but I never, I never saw Final Stand or Forever Means Goodbye. Mm-mm. I did see Forever Means Goodbye, but it was like a different lineup. I don't different know. Different iteration. Yeah, like different people. Well, Andy was in that, but I think when he he joined the military or whatever he left yeah. the band and that's probably when like the lineup changed or whatever exactly um they did a music video at classic attitudes were you there um i don't i don't know that i was... don't think so because i like i said i'd only been to one classic attitude show yeah. and i barely remember it <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly well, i was, was like 12 place. i think so and you know actually who drag knew that was uh steven oh really yeah no shit yep Man, that's yep. crazy. Yeah, because he was like, you know, probably eighteen or something at that time. Yeah. Um, and he was like, we were just hanging out. Do you remember the first time we met? No, because um, I've known you for so fucking yeah. long at this point. Which was funny because it was at least two or three years before I started going to shows or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think I was like hanging out with Stephen and Scott, and yeah, we went over to your house and we went into your basement and you had like the big fucking guitar set up and I'm pretty sure you started playing system of a down and I thought Hell it was yeah. the coolest fucking thing I'd ever <laughs> heard in my life. <laughs> That's probably not too far off from where I'm still at. Right yeah. Now. Sick. <laughs> God, here we are in your basement years later. Right. <laughs> Do you know that system of a down is playing shows again? Really? Yes. That's sick. I know. I would love to see them. I never got over that band. Yeah. Like I never grew out of system. It was like, they were like always a band that I kind of forgot about for a little bit. And then someone would mention them. I'd put on fucking toxicity and it would be like, Holy Dude, shit, this is so good. <laughs> you're ever at the gym or anything like that. Throw toxicity on yeah. it. Put you in the mood like immediately. Yeah. I, uh, that it, it's them. It's weird because like all the bands that I was into, like before I was into hardcore were like Slipknot and Hatebreed and, you know, that like realm of bands kind of like new metal and stuff like that. And then I got back into all of them. Like yeah. I kind of did like, I did like a big loop and I ended up in the same place. Yeah. I, I, I got into hardcore more through like when I was young, I loved like everything punk and, or at least, you know, whatever version of it I thought I could get my hands on at the time because mm-hmm. I didn't have any sort of way to like, I didn't have fucking, I never had internet in my house when I was a kid. Till I moved out and lived with Sean, like, mm-hmm. um, but, um, so I loved you know Rancid and fucking Clash and Sex Pistols and Ramones are still my favorite band in the world. But um, Ramones, yeah, yeah. I didn't start getting introduced to other bands until like, also quick shout out to Chapter Five. Um, my uncle's band Chapter Five was yeah. you know a big part of like Altoona stuff for a while. They were huge. Yeah, they had um, played CBGBs a couple times, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was like maybe eleven or twelve, and they took me to. There was a there was like an outdoor fest in Milroy, um, and I that was the first time I ever saw Strength for a Reason, blew my fucking mind. Yeah, like Damn, that's cool. Yeah, I was like yeah eleven or twelve, and it was like I'll have to ask Neil about that one. Yeah, Suicide Switch guys. and Chapter Five, I believe both played it. Definitely Suicide Switch, if not Chapter <clears throat> Five, took me to another show with like Andy's old band Vengeance and like um I I want to say maybe that was in Clearfield or something um but either Strength or Not With Our Resistance or like 
I'm pretty sure Barricade might have played that show too, but that was like my early introduction to like real hardcore bands. And I was like immediately, yeah, same thing, like not to sound corny. I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's since then it's just taken over. I remember strength was probably what did it for me. Yeah. I mean, um, that's a lot of people. Yeah. 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 And they're just so much coming at you. Like if you, especially if you don't really know like what you're in for, like they, especially back, 15 years ago like strength for a reason just punch you in the face repeatedly so and like good. it was that um the first full-length album had just come out and that's like right when i saw them and i uh, it was funny too because i saw them and uh Stickman was doing the vocals with them and like i had no <laughs> idea who Stickman was or period five or any of this i don't even remember dude like yeah. i just remember when he had the braids and i just remember uh I remember seeing strength for a reason and like having a similar reaction. I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is, this is where like, we need to be. Fuck, this is cool. And also yeah. I feel like a lot of people outside of PA don't fully get it. Like, strength. I, yeah. Oh yeah. I've it's, had like friends from Massachusetts be like, I don't get it. And I'm like, think about it the way that you guys think about COA. Like that's yeah. their strength for a reason. I feel that's, like that's a good comparison. <clears throat> yeah. Like there's kids up there that like go nuts for COA. Like I have friends up there that have, Colin Arabia tattoos. Yeah. But yeah, if it wasn't for if it wasn't a, it's for a strength, thing for sure. Exactly. And like we missed bands like Crutch and Mushmouth and like I didn't see no any of those bands back. Yeah. yeah no. Back in the day I didn't see any of those bands. But um we got lucky with I mean like when we started going to shows was like the beginning of Wisdom and Chains. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Wisdom and Chains. Right. Like I don't know if it was like one of their very first shows or what, but they played at the Homer's Gap Civic Center. And I remember being in high school and they had only put out, like Die Young wasn't even out yet. It was just like a couple, that first demo that they did. Um, People have it on fucking CDRs. That is kind of crazy to think about, that we were there for like the beginning of Wisdom and Chains. And they turned out to be this like, legendary band one of the best bands in the world i know and i would argue too that they kind of wisdom and chains kind of got bigger than pa hardcore oh like you know what i mean like they like they are through and through pa hardcore they carry the flag well Yeah. yeah like they got like they they outgrew it to like i don't know i i often look at that band and i think like if they really wanted to, like, they could have probably signed to a major label and taken it to the next step. Like, done, like, what Biohazard did or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I never really thought about it like that because <clears throat> I always just looked at them as, dude, they're fucking DIY as it gets. I mean, they're real as fuck. Richie yeah. own part of Fastbreak? Like, their label? Uh, he's a part of it. I'm not I, Him and Soda run it from what yeah, I there's understand. Like, and, like, Jet and Joe Hardcore, too. There's a couple... But, like, that's cool as fuck that they're just putting their shit out themselves. Mm-hmm. But I agree with what you're saying, man. They could have done what Biohazard did and ended up on, like, MTV. They could have. I mean, like, yeah. they, 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 Joe's a good enough vocalist. They're, they're unique musically. They could have done, like, music for movie soundtracks and I, shit. Like, you I know tell, what I mean? Like, I tell all, all people who I try to, like, get to check out Wisdom Chains, I'm like, he's one of the best storytellers through lyrics. Oh, yeah. Storytellers. They're, they're just amazing fucking songwriters. Um, but yeah, you can like it's if you're listening to was I always tell people like this definitely kind of sounds corny, but like if you if you don't feel something when you're watching Wisdom and Chains, then like 
you're fucking doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you don't get it. They, ever since, like, the beginning when I saw them, like, they always take you on a ride. And he always, he just has this way of engaging you while you're, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you feel like you're a part of the band almost. Like, he's just next level. Dude, that guy, Joe, helped me do my fucking senior project yeah. in high school. I did yeah, my senior cool. project that's on cool. Pennsylvania Hardcore. And he, like, I sat down with him and Richie one night after they played at the Lions Den and, like, interviewed them about, like, old fucking, it was right after, um, it was right after that their van got stolen and mm-hmm. shit like that. And he was he told me the story. Yeah. And then like some months later, they put out this song about the track. Yeah, they, they put out the song. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. But left town on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's weird too because like those songs are like so ingrained. I guess it's just from like being here and seeing them a million times, but like yeah. Anytime, like any song from any album, it just, I could probably pick up a guitar and play any of them. <laughs> Best band. I agree. What's next, boys? Uh, I, because I didn't want to come fully unprepared, I did make some notes of just. Smart man. <laughs> Thanks. I came uh, unprepared. <laughs> uh, records I that, always do it unprepared. Records that came out this year, or just like records I've been jamming a lot lately. And I yeah, let's gonna... talk about some records. All right, first one on the list. Well, I have the. This came out like late 2021. Live it down. If you okay. haven't checked them out, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm I was gonna say they they're fan. very true to the Cleveland sound. Yeah, I knew you were like yeah. you love One Life Crew and shit like that. And I, feel I like love they... and know the score and Nick's in that band. Love, know, know the, the score. They're my all time favorite hardcore. Band. Okay. Well, I, I just said that about Wisdom. But that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you can have more than one. Yeah. So live it down, and then the like as far as this year. Age of Apocalypse, a record crushes. It's so good. It's if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's literally like I don't know. It's I me, haven't listened to it. Stigmata meets Life of Agony is the okay. best way I could say it. And I tell a lot of people this: Stigmata is one of the only hardcore bands that writes actual songs, like complete songs. And I think Age of Apocalypse also writes full songs, and they do it really well. And it's like. I don't know. Don't compare it to Twitching Tongues just because it has clean singing because it's not the same thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like Twitching Tongues, but nah, I think it's way cooler than that. I think it's way deeper than that. Uh, uh, I'll check it out for sure because I've seen them everywhere. Yeah. They're playing um, with integrity. Yeah. Preserving <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, they are. Uh, for real? Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? I got it on my... I also had a list of upcoming shows. Oh. Um, God, this guy. Did you see the list of the preserving hardcore shows that are coming up? Uh-huh. He's, Fucking crazy. He's got his, He's got it packed out, man. Vane, Scarhead. Yeah. Oh, Scarhead's weird. playing like on a Wednesday or something. I think it's April third, Troy. Let me let me check my calendar on my phone, but I want to say it's April third. Yeah, the uh, some of the lineups that he has. Yeah, Integrity Age of Apocalypse is April third at Preserving. Sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Souls Saved. That's a, uh, I guess a super group. I don't I don't remember who all's in it. I think. The guitarist of Mind Force, Lumpy from Sanction and Afro Justice, uh, John who plays in Vane is the singer, and I don't know who else is in it, but it's it's wild. <laughs> Where are these guys from? Uh, all over the Northeast. Okay. So, but No Souls Saved is yeah, it's fucking. I think it's only like a two song demo, a three song demo. He was handing demos out at uh, FYA. Check that shit out. It's heavy. 
uh hold my own from chicago they put out late 2021 demo it's uh Anche from mh chaos and sector and then oh, his yeah. his brother plays in that it fucking band both those bands yeah yeah so, i know but and then greg mongoloids is the singer yeah which is oh, cool really? yeah that's cool it's a it's a good mix and then i think the other guitar player is the guitar player from the killer Oh really? Which is yeah, legendary Chicago that's, band. So that's cool. Somebody told me that Greg is a uh, talent agent for kids that have YouTube channels, and I was like, that's the smartest fucking thing that's ever. A niche market, but you it, ever know, dude? It's it. not. You'd think it would be if you look at their videos. Like all it is is like kids that like they get a Lego set in the mail and then open it up and build it. And they make a video out of it. Yeah. Dude, like you'll get like forty million views on some shit. Like <laughs> Seriously, because kids just watch them, and then like they'll watch the same Lego set be built like ten times in a row. Damn. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he is a smart man if that's what he's doing. Right. That's what I heard. Managing I those know. people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Foreign Hands came out on Friday. I listened to that. Yo, the music video. Did you check it out, Troy? I didn't. I usually catch everything about three months after it comes out. <laughs> well, watch the music video and then listen to the EP. Think like I don't know, like two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Like literally, um, like. I'll check it out right now. It after sounds like Poison the Well. It's fucking sick. And they, the dude has a lot of clean singing on there, and he does very well with it. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just like <clears throat> regular S hardcore kids from Delaware, so that's fucking sick. Yeah, Four in Hands blew me out of the water when I I didn't I didn't know what I was checking out. Uh, another one that was like a very short demo or EP, um, Living Weapon. Never heard of it. Uh, guys from Vane and Separated. Uh, crazy band. Cool. To me, kind of sounds like Botch. Okay. And like, I don't know. That's like the only thing I can think. Because I don't know a whole lot about experimental hardcore. But like, yeah. me it's neither. heavy, but in an experimental way. Cool. That was cool. Um, Push a T. Put out a single. Oh. Diet Coke. <laughs> All right. I've I like it. Sick. <laughs> I like all. I like all his music. So yeah, shout out to Push T. Uh, Vane has been dropping singles, yeah. music videos. Yeah, that's so good. They're playing Preserving on Friday. So I was just gonna say I saw that the twenty fifth. Yeah. <clears throat> Who are they playing with? Do you know? No. no <laughs> I honestly don't. Um, I, 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 I have I, a, I have their page pulled up here. I don't know. But he that'll, has so many that'll be cool. I'm assuming their record is coming out very soon. Pre-orders are up. Um, Inclination. Like that's Drain. Has oh. the two song. Did you listen to that? Yeah, it's it's so good. The I like the first song a lot better than the second song. The first song, the way the drums hit right away, like kind of reminded me of All Out War, honestly. <laughs> like is that it, the um? It's the first song, the one they have the video for. Was it Prayers and something? Uh, has Prayers in the name. That's all I know. But yeah, I think there's a video for it. What's their main band? Inclination. Knocked Aren't they Loose's. in another? Band? Oh, that's Knocked Loose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moment of Truth from Florida. You check them out. Um, I know that name. I don't know. They <clears> might <throat> be. Are they on iTunes? They might be <clears throat> on my iTunes. That probably. Uh, they put out a record early this year. It's fucking cool. They definitely are going for like. Japanese hardcore yeah. sound like straight savage style and stuff like that. And when I first saw them, the singer's tiny. He's like real small. And then he kind of sounds like I don't know, the the vocalist of like the original vocalist of Shattered Realm. Like yeah. his voice is monstrous. No kidding. And they were cool and they covered No Retreat the first time I saw him, which was really cool. 
I'll have to check them out. Yeah, Moment check out of Moment of Truth. Truth. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully they got the name from the Gangstar. <laughs> Where'd you album. say they're from? They're from Florida. Okay. And the last one I have on here, a band that has not recorded yet, is uh, they're called Killing Pace. They're from Virginia. A couple of friends of mine are in that band, and uh, Justin, the singer, he used to be in Red Vision. Okay. And they played Brick by Brick that one year. Yeah. And so I'm happy to see he's doing a band, and Killing Pace should be recording really soon. Cool. Sick. And the last one I have on my list, I'm probably not allowed to talk about it a whole lot, because it's coming out on a major hardcore label, but... Everybody pay attention to the band Collapse Skull. Collapse like, Skull. Yeah, keep that name in the back of your mind for real. Collapse Skull is going to like break your necks. Yeah. For real. Oh, all right. Don't That's a fucking sick it's a sick name and trust me the music will match it. It's gonna okay. be it's gonna be awesome. Oh, That's yeah. cool. I just saw the other day uh Smash Your Enemies put some new music out too. Oh it's good. Is it? I mean yeah, yeah I mean it's it's um it's what you'd think it is, and it's yeah, it's good. It's still yeah, yeah it's exactly what you think yeah. it is, but it's great. Is there is there any other new music coming out that you guys wanted to touch on? Because I feel like I just talked for like a solid five minutes about new music. I wish I'd have been more fucking prepared, dude. But... Honestly, to be to be real with you, I listen to the same shit that I've been listening to for ten years. Like I have the and I very rarely <laughs> add like new things unless like it's a friend's band or anything like that or like well i'll that... i'll take time and like post stuff on my wasted radio page and like i'll check it out sometimes sometimes i won't it just depends on what i'm doing but um time is now for you to listen to all the bands I yeah said. no doubt yeah and... um i was like while you're talking about it i was like man i'm really trying to think of like i know you know cool people fucking drop new music but i like can't think of it off the top of my head so i was like scrolling through my yeah. well, like what i've been listening to and like hesitate just put out um okay yeah. put out ep nice it's, kids yeah mm-hmm. super nice kids it's awesome to see like young heads like putting out good music like playing shows really putting on for like you know their their areas um the delco scene we they invited us to come play a show out there back in october it was sick those kids are awesome um did shackled's record come out this year i know it like shipped this year and we played with them together in Altoona. That was another one, dude. I didn't know who was playing. I like walked in like as they were starting. I was I just I watched the whole set not knowing who I was watching and they were fucking great. If it didn't come out this year, it came out late last year. I saw them with Strength for a Reason in Phoenixville. I think it was Phoenixville. Yeah. Yeah, that do you know what show I'm talking about? Were you there? I th- uh, I, I went think over so. with Rocco because yeah, I've seen yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, who else played that show though? I can't remember because that, that was, was a like good show. the beginning of Raw Life. Yeah, um, yes, Raw Life played that show. That's Shout right. out to Raw Life. Those are my fucking my dudes. Um, they put out. Uh, I don't actually know if they put anything out like super recent, but I know that they are going to soon. So keep an eye out on that. Um, there you go. I don't remember if Carried by Six played that show or not, um, so. or if they were just like hanging out. They put out a couple songs like last year sometime. That's another band though that'll just yeah they they just crush yeah they. I believe they're doing more recently. Um, um, they did. Um, it was Carried by Six, Street Struck, Fire in the Blood at Four Ds. Yeah, that, that was, was a that great was, show. That was awesome. Yeah. 
I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. That I, never, I, I, I that dreamt never it. happened. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was before things were fully allowed to happen. But if it did allegedly happen, that was a fun time. If it allegedly happened, I'm fucking glad it did because we needed it. And yeah. it was like a mental health show. Yeah. It, you know, not only because even before things got the world got crazy, it was there weren't we weren't having that many shows. Right. Um, it was again like a venue always hard to do a venue if it wasn't brick by brick like it was hard to book a smaller show around here Mm -hmm. and i don't know man i just was like fuck it we need it Mm -hmm. so yeah no doubt and i think too that when the when everything started shutting down and i was like shit this is gonna be terrible for hardcore you know i don't know if there's gonna be a hardcore scene after this (coughs) it's already like you know most people want to stay home on a friday night or Mm -hmm. you know whatever do their own thing but I think in the long run, it actually turned out being better. Some you know? of my favorite bands came out <clears throat> amidst all of the pandemic. I think, I mean, Pain of Truth is like, in my opinion, the band of the time. Yeah. Like that's they're the, so good. That's the band in hardcore right now, and they were they were a pandemic band, and they're they're doing it. They're playing, preserving. They're on tour with Drain and Ingrown. That's cool. <laughs> so that. That hits preserving sometime in early March. That March twelfth, March twelfth. Yeah, there we go. Drain, man. That California Curse. That's an album that I just Ingrown's cool too. To They're from times. fucking Idaho. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to Idaho hardcore. <laughs> they might be the only one. I think. That's awesome. And then yeah, upcoming shows. Yeah, check out Preserving's list. Like I said, yeah, they, I got the main show things. on Friday. Pain of Truth show, Age of Apocalypse and Integrity. Go watch Age of Apocalypse. Um, you can watch Integrity if you want, I guess. It's whatever. <laughs> what about you guys, your bands? Do you have anything new coming out? Are you doing anything? Um, go ahead, Troy. Yeah, we've got... You guys have well, been playing a lot of shows lately. Been trying. Um, Respect. I've just been trying to go nonstop as much as we can, almost to probably an obnoxious point where my fucking bandmates can't stand me most of the time, but don't care it happens. that much. Um the next thing we have is March, the weekend of March 12th, um, we're recording in Pittsburgh, recording an eight-song uh, LP. Shit. Yeah, I'm excited. LP, it's cerebral? Um, yep. Nice. Yep. Cool. Um, which, we're already in Pittsburgh, and I was trying to get AJ to put us on that fucking, that <coughs> Pan Truth show. Yeah, so I bad. lobbied for that, too. Yeah. I had a handful of dudes, um, friends trying to help out, and... AJ, I haven't heard anything back yet, pal. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. I'm gonna That's be there either be way. A big show. Yeah, that yeah. show's so sick. I, like, I think the opener for that is uh, Missing Link. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm so pumped for them. Missing Link is fucking sick. If you haven't checked them out, definitely do that. That's a Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like we're gonna be there that weekend anyway, recording. I will be at the show no matter what, either way. Um, right. But we're doing that. Um, we've got a couple shows that I'm not sure if i'm supposed to talk about or not but i don't truthfully fucking care that much so um we are playing a weekday show here in altoona again in march march 22nd um it's going to be at mcgarvey's it is extinction ad is coming back um which if you missed them at the bushido code record release show they fucking ripped Mm -hmm. that band was so good um rhythm of fear okay um it's a very very crossover show. Oh yeah, um, a lot of hair. <laughs> good friend of mine, um, a band called Fever Strike from North Carolina. Um, they're playing. They're going to be on tour, 
and they're going to be there and then us of course um so that'll be like a fun little four show tuesday night banger at mcgarvey's um got something coming up in phoenixville i'm probably not going to say much about that one because i'm not 100 percent sure but if it happens it's going to be sick cool um then some things in possibly new jersey this summer and uh back out to columbus okay cool and real quick too while we're on the topic i want to shout out i i don't know who it is that i'm shouting out but whoever's doing the video content for the shows oh oh autumn yeah okay Um, i don't i don't know her but i've watched her landscape landscape photography 20 i think uh big shout out to autumn she's super cool i've been tattooing her for like the last year or so yeah which is kind of how that whole thing came apart at the show yeah um yeah, like I've been tattooing her. We talk about photography stuff. She takes awesome photos. Um, yeah, and the videos are great. Dude, it, the video that's stuff's needed so bad. It's pretty new. Yeah. Um, she she did. Um, sorry, Autumn, but I can't. She she did a short video for her boyfriend's band. I did. I'm. I can't think of the name off the top of my head right now. Um, and she showed me a clip of it, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really cool." You know, like mm-hmm. if you ever want to shoot shows, like I'm, you know, if, if they're like around here, it definitely won't be a problem. If they're uh, out of town ones, if I know the people, like I'd happily try to get you in to do that because she has a. She's definitely pretty new to the the video media part of it, but she's killing it. Um, exactly, she does they, great yeah, stuff. Look it great. looks really cool. And at the end of the day, she's the only one getting off her ass and that's doing it. it. She's like, exactly. That's all it takes. She's doing great. <clears throat> and so it's something different, too. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Like, really, I like. I met her at the show that we played last yeah. Friday. And she seems like such a nice person. She's, like, just stoked on, like, doing something artistic the and giving back f- to mm-hmm. hardcore. So that's the cool. first tattoo I ever did on her was a knock loose tattoo. And I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. So I was like, you know, you go to shows, you like hardcore. And she was like, she's she was definitely a part of this newer group of bands that like got into heavier music through bands like knock loose and stuff like that yeah. um and i was real excited to be like okay well if you like this like check this out like mm-hmm. check out these bands check out these shows um they 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 were going to come out and she was actually going to film for that steel nation forever wounded show in okay. mechanicsburg and there's two whatever the fuck that bar restaurant i can't remember what that place was called but there's that two of place them. was so fucking corny. That was a <laughs> steampunk bar. And, yo, I beef steampunk really hard. <laughs> so, but the venue, no, no, nothing against the venue. Yeah. That was awesome that they let a show happen. And the sound the, was, the sound was great. The stage was a little too high, but it was, it was like four foot. But, um, Still Nation had, so watching them play Forever Wounded front to back was so cool. Um, yeah, I was really. I was hurting that I didn't go to that. <laughs> yeah, you should have went she, to that one. Man. I that know. was a fun one. She was going to come out and um, and film that show, and she went to the other location of that bar. That, so she didn't make oh, it. Oh, because yeah. they, oh, they do. They have There's a two lo- location. There. Yeah. Yep. It's like right across town. So they were there. Like She was hitting me up like, hey, I'm here. And I was like looking around for her, and I was like, I didn't know there was another location. So I was like, I don't fucking I see you. you're not. It's pain. <laughs> yeah. That seriously It sucks. sucked. Yeah. But sh- yeah. Autumn, if you're listening, you've been killing it. Keep it up. We'll definitely yeah, do you. more stuff in the future. And I'll, I guess I'll add on to that. Yo, Troy, for real. Like, Street Struck has a hold of the young kids. Yeah. Like, my band had a, had a lot of people dancing, but, like, you had the young kids singing along and Thank dancing you, and shit like that. And that's, that's the most important thing, right, for real. For, like, you to be able to, you know, involve these younger kids and have them feel like 
they have like their local band because I mean Fire and Blood's not an Altoona band. We're from Central PA, but we're not an Altoona band. And Street Struck being an Altoona band and being from the same town as these young kids, like that, I could tell that there was like a couple young kids that they were legitimately stoked to put on for like Thank a you, band man. from their town. So yeah. that's I mean it's cool. Lot. It's cool. Yeah, as far as Altoona bands go, you're basically all we've got. Bushido Code. Yeah, no. if you consider that an Altoona band. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what to consider them. <laughs> like Central PA band, I guess. I mean, they got two it? Altoona members, so. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Bushido Code, they're all over the place, you know, between Erie here and North Carolina. Um, yeah, they're they're... For I've never understood how bands can do it with being so spread out, but they make it work and they could have put out great fucking music. Oh, speaking of releases, they put out their their full their full album last it's year, disgusting. and it is so good. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's. I mean, the Ronin. Um, a couple yeah. tracks that Rocco really did snap on, and I told him that I was like, "Dude, this." Oh, this great. great. He told him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No. <laughs> Dude, that album. Um, Start to finish. I don't know. I just maybe it's just because I've always looked up to Derek as a guitar player because he's one of the best guitar yeah, players in the he's fucking insane. planet. He's insane. And like Derek was a huge influence on me playing guitar. I mean, all of my influences minus like Ace Freely, like <laughs> all of my influences were local yeah. guitar players. You know, it was Dan Hatch, it was Derek, it was fucking Tyler is a huge influence from Dan Lilly. Um, rips yeah and and like yeah shout out to Dan Lilly if you want somebody to keep you current on yeah. current music that's the guy because he listens to more music than anybody I know and he's constantly hitting me up and like yo check this out and he's so I like shreds to, I like to think of myself as somebody that really stays current on what new hardcore releases are coming out but he's way more on top of it than me he's like always checking out stuff and beyond hardcore he yeah, listens to like awesome. a wide variety of shit we only talk about hip hop and you and him, uh, yeah. yeah. Every time I talk to Dan, it's only about like atmosphere or Brother Ali or something. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> See, my mine is guitar, guitar equipment, guitar setups with Dan. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing there too. He builds pedals and shit. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a brain for music, man. He's a smart man. Um, other than that, you know, uh, back to Bushido Code real quick. The Ronin really did blow me away. I it's mean, so good, you know, and I've only ever seen them live once and it was at that New Jersey show. Oh yeah. And like they, as far as I'm concerned, like they should have headlined the shit. Like they just took the cake. Like they it's, were... they're so big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the sound, like, and you have two guitar players who are like tone masters. Like, oh yeah. They both very much know what the fuck they're talking about when it yeah. comes to and guitar setups and... and it shows like when you listen to their music too because like a lot of hardcore bands i feel like they don't focus on like technical tone stuff that much and then you have a band like bushido code like those guys are like they're they're pros if they're not pros they're like a step on pro. you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like they're as far as i'm concerned like they're they're pros and like kyle is obviously a huge collector of equipment he knows what a good guitar tone sounds like. And Derek, I swear to God, like you could rig up fishing line to a stick and hand it to that guy and he could make something sound good out of it. Like, yeah, he'd... he's insane. He's so, 
He's a he's a monster. When Derek is insane when it comes to anything. He's anything that he's involved in, he does it to the highest degree and he is fucking great at it. Yeah. Like, you want to... I hate people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I normally do, but you can't hate Derek. <laughs> no, he's, not for real. He he does kill it with tattooing. And the spiders playing guitar. His tattooing, spiders. Tattooing, being a fucking golden glove boxer, being oh, a yeah. professional fisherman, being anything, <laughs> everything yeah. he fucking does. He's bulldogs, yeah, everything. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy. Well, but yeah, Shane. Thank you um, for that. Like all out. I just want to see young kids keep coming to shows because there was, you know, we all know a couple years ago it was like, there wasn't young kids at all. Like yeah, not at all. They, it was, I didn't know if young kids were going to start coming back to shows or not. And I think honestly, the quarantine had a big part in that too. Like Fuck yeah. they, you know, got to just that, that introduced them to it. And as soon as shows started coming back, it was like young kids all everywhere I went. Yeah. Was, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be the person to say that TikTok has something to do with it, but TikTok might have something to do with it. Is there hardcore I, on TikTok? Oh yeah, dude. Hardcore it's like top. it's I mean it's not like hard hardcore hardcore, but like I mean it's like heavy music is on TikTok. Yeah. For real. Like especially not loose. Yeah, for real. Oh yeah. And it's like kids are finding it that way, man. I mean I told I think I told you Troy, I seen the kid the one day, he was wearing a knock loose shirt and I was like, Okay, like he kinda gets it and then the next time I saw him at school, he was wearing, uh, I don't know, like traders or something like that. I don't know what that is. Probably sucks, but I mean, again, it's it's heavy music. <laughs> I know what that. I know what that and is. <laughs> then, yo, and then like a couple weeks later, I saw this kid wearing a Galt shirt, and I was yeah. like, yeah. like, hey, I'll, I like, I didn't say nothing to him. Yeah. If if the kid happens to come to a show and sees me and has like an aha moment and it's like, <laughs> oh shit, I know you, that's fine, but. I didn't say anything to him about it, but like you know what I mean. Like that was like he was like in ninth grade. Yeah, that's that's sick. Yeah, it was so cool to see that Traders band. That's kind of like that new. I I mean, like I sound like an old man if I say it like this, but it's like that new like post Acacia strain. Like every every song is yeah, and I kind of assumed as the new the new hot topic kind of brand. At the same time, like I seen this kid wearing a knock loose shirt, and I seen him wearing that shirt, so I knew it was a band. I knew it was guitar. Bands like that. Hey, bands like that are the gateway. They'll get you. You know what I mean? They'll get you to where you need to be. Like I said, he was wearing a gold shirt. Yeah, to school the one day, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Is that about as much as you see with the younger kids? Like, you don't really see too many that are into the heavier stuff or anything like that? Very rare. I got a couple kids um, who are like, for anybody listening, I teach middle school. Uh, just so we're, we're <laughs> yeah. clear. He's I was going to say, hanging out uh, with I was like, I don't know if you're going to say it or not. But <laughs> um, uh, A couple kids that are like straight up emo kids, which is, I think it's sick. You know what I mean? They wear yeah. like the eyeliner Maybe a My Chemical Romance shirt, or like they were put like the Clash patches on their like backpack and things like that. I work out Hell to yeah. My Chemical Romance, Misfits shirts, and then <laughs> even more rare. But I do have like this one. So she's a little girl, and she's like crazy at art, and she always rocks a Slipknot zip up. Respect. And I'm like, she, she'll that's get there. Tough. She'll 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 find hardcore. I'm sure of it. Or maybe she'll just be a full maggot, and that's cool too. But, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, at the middle school level, very rare am I seeing anybody wear, like, anything beyond that. Yeah. I see them at the shop every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like, we'll come in, want to get a tattoo or whatever. And, like, there I, you know, I can just be like, hey, you go to shows. You, like, I try to introduce them to them. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it 
they don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. And I'm like, all right, I tried. But yeah, um, I always thought the pipeline to get to the kids was like through skaters and shit like that. Because there's a lot of kids that skate. I, I don't know if there's as many. It's weird because like you don't see that many kids skating on the street anymore. But yep. like if you go to the skate park, are there is there a lot of younger kids? Oh, yeah. There? Yeah. And, and, and what's kind of cool is like some of those kids are actually starting to play music, yeah. I think. And um, yeah, because our, our skate park, Skate 1-4, um, they have little shows every now and then, like one or two, three little punk bands. Yeah. And I've noticed that, I don't, I don't know what the bands are called, but they've had one or two of like the local skater kids that like I see there when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, hanging out or whatever. And I always thought that was cool. Um, there was a couple of them that like, I think had said they because I have a younger sister who's sixteen, so mm-hmm. um, she skates and she skates, she fucking rips. Um, but a couple of those, her friends were like, "Oh, like she had." I it was like, "Hey, New Bella, you should post the flyer for the show. Try to get some like kids your age to come to shows." Nice, and uh, yeah, and it's 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 getting there. They were like, "I don't quite know what this is," like, but they were interested. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of them came out, but there were definitely a handful of younger kids at the show. Shout out to this little kid Kenny that I've been seeing a lot recently. He's he's cool as fuck, man. He uh, came up to us after after our set at um, the Keystone Jam, and he's like this little little fella. Um, he's like, hey man, can we can we kind of talk to you real quick? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, what's up? And he's like, um, I just moved to like Central PA, and and I really want to. Do you know any like young kids that want to start a band? And it's like a fucking halo of light just. Sh- beamed around this kid and i was like that's so cool man like you are the future yeah i was like please like i'll say it right now let's let's fucking do it for real yeah <laughs> let's yeah. let's start the band i was with like, him and have him front it yes that would be that so would sick be, that would be awesome kenny see i always tell him man. colin i always tell him play drums like you'll be in oh, any band every band any band need drummer so fucking you see bad. a band on tv that you like you play drums yeah shout out you know, to dan, dan these little boys his yeah. stepson and his son Elijah and LJ, they're both playing drums. And, Are they? That's yeah. sick. Yeah, they're going to be in every band. They, <laughs> his, uh, Elijah's three, and he plays along to the Turnstile record. That's cool. That's like, so cool. <laughs> it's so sick. That's awesome. So, yeah, same thing. Like Make him a YouTube video. Anybody listening, <laughs> you got, not to be weird, but if you have younger siblings, friends, family members, take them to a hardcore show. Yeah. Come check it out. It might change you your know, life. It might, yeah. It might ruin their life, too. Yeah. Yeah. But in a good way, dude. Yeah. I've taken a Colin. I've taken Colin to a handful of shows. It's it's tough because it's like I go to shows. I want to hang out with people and I want to like mosh and stuff like that. You can't really do that when you have you know an eight year old or a nine year old with you. But at the same time, like I don't want to rob them of the experience. Yeah. Because like it's crazy how different people are when you have a kid with you, mm-hmm. and like how much nicer like like sal from sworn enemy gave colin a fanny pack and like it's just (laughs) so funny to see these like big tatted up dudes that are like dudes that we were afraid of when we were younger yeah and you bring (laughs) and you bring the the kid around and they're like what's up man how you doing buddy like you know i don't know just like when we played preserving a couple months ago brooke brought her son and he's like he might be the same age as colin he might be like eight or nine and same thing i like brought him into the band room and i was like yo come back here chill and then he was like, "Can I get a CD?" And Brooke was like, "I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you to get." And I was like, "I picked Ball of Destruction for him, and I gave it to him." I was like, "Yo, the singer on this was like your age when they recorded it, because wasn't Freddie like ten when they recorded Ball of Destruction?" 
somewhere around there. Yeah, super it's young, something, insane, something yeah. insane like that. So I, I was like, this is the CD you want because he was your age yeah. when he recorded this shit. Dude, um, speaking of preserving, when I took Colin out there, um, AJ would always take him through the store and like pick out a couple CDs with him. And I just always thought that was really cool. <clears throat> that is sick. You know though. what I mean? Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Don't be... Don't be a tough guy or a bully or anything like that, especially to really, really young kids. Like, show them that this is like something that you're welcome in, and this is cool. Like, yeah, this is for sure. Be, you know, he knows like the bands that he's seen and that like the ones that he likes. Like, he has a fire in the blood hat that he rocks the camo hat. Yeah. Um, and he has a fire in the blood shirt. He has. Uh, um, we saw Sworn Enemy and we saw Steel Nation together and we saw a couple other bands together too. The most recent one was Ghost, obviously. <laughs> that was the big yeah. dude. He had so much fun. He was like up in the aisle, like jumping and screaming. And That's stuff. awesome. Yeah, yeah, he had a good time. But it's cool to introduce him to stuff like that too. Like, um, he watched Strength for a Reason from the side of the stage. Yeah. Like Jack was just like right here behind the ants and Colin was like really? I can stand back there? I'm like yeah. So like I was like moshing the strength for a reason and he's just like <laughs> have a good time. Yeah let him figure out real quick that these hardcore bands ain't actually shit and they're just people like the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> right? You figure that out early on it's a, it's a way better experience too. Well that's it was funny because when we were driving to Pittsburgh um, and it was Ghost Volbeat and he was like uh, is it going to be like brick by brick? And I was like, this is in an, in an arena. And yeah, he was like, he was like, but like, do you remember we saw Steel Nation? And I was like, yeah, this is a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> like, you just have to be there to understand. Like, yeah. I think that's a lot. I think that's the challenge for a lot of like people new to hardcore too, is understanding the difference between the two. You remember, uh, the time at, <laughs> at Pe Pelly's when there was like a person there with their dad and they would like their experience was going to concerts. Yeah. And then they and... experienced like a hardcore show and it was completely different to them. There was things that happened, but I ended up meeting that kid later. He's a super nice kid, but he like told me, he's like, I don't get it. Cause I'm used to going to see bands like Slayer mm -hmm. and like Megadeth and even Hatebreed in an arena. And he's like, and then I went to Pelly's and there was just people were you could reach out and touch the people playing guitar. You yeah. could reach out and touch the bands. And he was like, it was a completely different experience. And he goes, I guess I I didn't fully understand the difference. <laughs> Dude, it was weird for me because I like I would go to hardcore shows when I was younger and then like I would go to bigger shows and I didn't like I, I don't know, I would like go to a venue and expect it to be smaller than it was, I guess, yeah. or whatever. Like when I saw well the first time I saw Hatebreed, I was like why are they so far away? Like, why are they, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's crazy that you experienced like hardcore before you experienced like a bigger I mean, like, scale. Now the first, like I went to some concerts when I was younger, but I didn't ever really relate it to like, like the, the biggest concert I was ever at was probably Kiss. Was that was Bri like, like Bryce Jordan or something? Yeah, yeah, it was Bryce Jordan Center. So like, I didn't even, it wasn't even in the same realm to me as like going to see like through the eyes of the dead at the mm -hmm. lion's den. Gotcha, like, you gotcha. know what I mean? But at the same time, I would see a band like Through the Eyes of the Dead at the Lion's Den. And then like I would go and see like a death metal band or something like that in Pittsburgh. And it's like they're way up there. Like, I don't know. That's, it, it just 
to me, like even still like seeing bands, like even going to like, this is hardcore. I realize like there has to be a stage and it's like a bigger event and everything like that, but it just still, there's a part of it that feels foreign to me because like the band is higher up and it's just like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I get that. Cause there's like sometimes where it, I, I don't know. I think it's like the perfect mix or it can be because there are like balcony seating and you can't sit in a chair and watch fucking people just beat the dog piss out of each other. Yeah. And that's weird. But like, it's still small enough that like, yeah, you can hop on the fucking stage. You can do whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's, there's no barrier. I think once a barrier is introduced, then it's like, this is, <clears throat> then it's not hardcore anymore. Yeah. Then it's yeah. weird. Like, well, and two, like you have to have the ability for people to jump on each other and like pile on and stuff. Yeah. That's necessary. Oh yeah. I mean, hardcore, hardcore is the only music where crowd participation kind of determines how a band's set goes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could be up there, play every single note perfect, the singer sings every single word correct, on time, everything like that. If people aren't dancing, singing along or anything like that, it's not it nearly sucks, as cool. It's, it, 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 like, it almost seems like it sucks. The yeah. worst thing is opening a show at like 6.30 p.m., like the sun's still up and the room is half full and like there's a big horseshoe there and everyone's just like standing there with their fucking like uh prove it to me faces on right (laughs) which is why we need younger people because like like i said being crowd participation it shouldn't be on me the 31 year old guy to like set it off for the first band like it should it should be the younger people you know what i mean it should be the the kids that really just want to mosh for the sake of moshing. I mean, yeah. we've all been there. We went yeah. to a show just because we wanted to mosh. We didn't know any yeah, of the moshed bands. Moshed every fucking band. Moshed every didn't... band, yeah. <clears throat> so that's like, and like again, not to bring it back to the importance of youth, but that is one of the, the bigger parts of it. I think that's really all what it comes down to because there isn't really anything going on after Street Struck or after Fire in the Blood. Like, there's no newer bands coming up that... You know, I mean, it's kind of a wide open opportunity for anybody who wants to start. Like, there's shows available for you. There's people who will give you a shot. You know, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, for real. If you want to play an out to the show and you do got a band, message Troy, message myself. Hit us up. We'll get back to you. We have opportunities. And we have good bands that come through, too. I mean... You know, like, I, I bring it up almost every single show that I do, but, like, we're blessed to live in the area that we live in. For some reason, this hole-in-the-wall town, tons of really good bands have played D- here. Dial it back a little bit. I don't know if we're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're blessed, but... Blessed in the sense of hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Not I... with, like, good roads or anything like Yeah. People. Or, or things to do. <laughs> things to do. I think yeah. through our history of shows, like, has gotten us at least still like living this middle ground of like, all right, yeah, there's still shows there, even Mm -hmm. though like we're trying hard to keep that shit as updated and relevant as possible, which is hard to do around here. Yeah. But at least if someone's like, Oh, I need a show around that, this area, like I, what about Altoona? Like we Mm -hmm. can usually make it happen. Like, and at least a decent amount of people will come out to it. We'll have a good time. You're not going to have a bad show. That show on Friday, I put together pretty quick just to help out Purgatory and D-Block. They their... killed it. And I mean, yep. those, are, those aren't they... major headliners by any means. You know what I mean? Those are yeah. just like regular-ass hardcore bands trying to like get out for a weekend. And mm-hmm. yeah, the show was tight. I'll tell you what. Purgatory, like, 
that band just scares me. Like every, <laughs> every time they start playing, I'm like, fuck. Man, nah, they're it's really one of the good. most intense fucking front men I've ever seen. Yeah. And I love it. The next night in, in North Carolina, I went down to the... We, unfortunately, we ended up dropping the show in North Carolina. We didn't play it, even Damn. though we were supposed to, which fucking sucks. But uh, I still went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really funny because it was like, you know, a big, giant benefit show. Uh, Purgatory played maybe like third to last, and the last two bands were kind of a little bit more like uh, rocky or bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a benefit show of people all probably thirty and up, twenty five and up. So it wasn't like a heavy mosh show, but like Purgatory was was bringing it out, and so was D Block. But, but yeah. like they're they're both used to shows of like younger kids moshing hard as fuck to each other, just beating the dog shit out of each other, yeah. and like they still got it out of, you know, people that have been standing at a show all day long. Yeah. And like we're tired as fuck and they were, but Matt is such a like arrogant in a good way. Yeah, yeah, no, man, he's real, it's yeah. So good. He's real aggressive and like the whole band like the way that their songs I are structured. <laughs> the way that yeah, the yeah. way it moves through their songs is just like it, it's just an attack. Like they start and it just attacks you. Yeah. It like, continues to attack you. That album if you if you lift weights, Purgatory's <laughs> album, that'll get you through it. The guitar player looks like DJ Blu-ray from Eastbound and Down. If you ever watched that, I haven't. But <laughs> that's a, just the sentence is funny. Uh, I hope. I mean, if that dude hears this or somebody friends, I'm not making fun of you. You just literally look like that dude. Every time I see you, I think of Eastbound and Down. Um, I'll show and, you a picture then. And D Block too. I mean, D Block. They had one of the coolest first shows I've ever seen a band have. At yep. the Bushido Code record release. Oh, really? That was their first show. Yep. Which is, I mean, it's wild they did it in Altoona, but... <laughs> From Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> See, it I was, wasn't... It was cool. Yeah, I didn't have a babysitter that night, and Laura worked night shifts, so I couldn't go to that show. And, uh... Which sucks, because I did a podcast with Andy Ward that day, and we were going to roll over to the show, and I had to uh, bail out, but... Um, I wanted to see that band so bad, because as soon as they put those hats out, I ordered... Yeah. I got the D-Block hat, and... Yeah, no, they just... They just knocked me, yeah, real um, good, dude. I, I love that band. They're doing big things. They're, they're they are. Their uh, their release is coming out at some point this year. I think this summertime, and I heard it, and it's fucking good. Yeah, Un- the, unbeaten, um, unbeaten. Yep. Yeah, that new song that they played. I yeah. have a. I took a video of it, and it's just like, just hard riffing, hard riffing. Yeah. And then uh, the other band that I wanted to talk about too that I haven't seen yet. I've had a couple opportunities and I keep missing them. It's MH Chaos. Oh, brother. You got to see him. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I was talking to one of them about doing a show, um, doing an episode of this. But, man. Yeah, uh, dude, for, for real, get them on because they, every single member of that band just loves hardcore. Yeah. It's sincere. And they are the epitome of putting on for your scene. Yeah. Like, they want people to be like, Yo, I want to see what Chicago hardcore is about, and that's that's so cool. They are so proud of where they're from. Well, and they have a completely original sound. Nobody sounds like MH Chaos. Yeah. They have the coolest band name ever. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> name. It's, I mean, I know you're into like the whole like government conspiracy, yeah, yeah crazy yeah, yeah. shit like that. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's fun. like the music's good. They're and they're like they're nice people. Like they, I've been friends with Evan, the bass player, for a long time. He's like an East Coast guy. He's from fucking Binghamton, New York. And he moved out to Chicago 
a damn long time ago now, but and then he linked up with all those guys and eventually started MH. So like, it's cool to see one of my friends move across the country and start a band that's ends up killing it. Yeah, they're making yeah, they're it like an over. imprint. They're great. I didn't even know they put out a full length album. I just self titled. Yeah, yeah I've just been break. listening to the same shit like <laughs> on repeat. No, they got and they got the comp song, and they got the split with Invoke too. So they got the comp song. Yeah, they did uh, that one scene Unity comp. Oh, okay. They, did yeah, vo- they um, were on volume one. From Within? Yeah, From okay. Within Records. Okay. Yeah, I talk to him sometimes. I don't know him, but like we'll message back and forth. I've made some like internet friends with Wasted Radio. Like, some <laughs> people that are like I've, I have to shake hands with eventually. We, yeah. did a, we did a little weekend. Well, we did a weekend with Sector, but we played, MH played um, the Indiana, the Gary Indiana show, and it was... The fucking one of the most dumb, violent fucking shows I've seen in a long time, and it felt so good. I got my ass beat at that show, and it felt great. Like, um, not the next day, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was cool to see see that again because the venue was real small, had a real like. What play, was it? It's the place I'm thinking of. It was, was a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't think of what it was actually called, but yeah, that that venue was cool. Um, it those kids were fucking psychos but yeah mh was awesome <laughs> sector those dudes like so cool um and uh shattered realm raw life like that was just a fun weekend and that was really only our like second or third show and to be able to do that with them and see them in that atmosphere was fucking so cool how long have they been around mh chaos like two years uh no it's been, i like, think the five? demo was 2018 seriously yeah the demo was 2018 wow and then they, i mean they did the split in 2019 the comp song in 2020 yeah and then the the lp last year so they've been consistently putting music out every year which is cool the uh the way i heard about them was um this is hardcore podcast joe hardcore played it yeah yeah and i was like i was listening to it and i was just like this it sounded like it sounded like something that was older that i missed yeah you know i mean they definitely they take influence from like the queen's bands and things mm-hmm. like that i think it's no mistake that they love like everybody gets hurt and red-eyed devil yeah and bulldoze even mm-hmm. but then, that's the band that i missed at altoona bulldoze oh, okay yeah <laughs> and then i think vocally i think dave kind of sounds like the dude from neglect okay which is fucking psychotic i don't know psychotic check them out long island band that time i think a time and the place thing i think the dude's kind of like off the rails a little bit mm-hmm. like break to lifestyle now but yeah yeah, cool he kind of he kind of reminded me of um like District Nine a little bit. Okay, yeah, I can see you that. You know too. what I mean? Like he yeah. had that. Is it Puerto Rican Mike sings for District Nine? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm awesome rusty front, on awesome my front man. yeah I'm rusty on my frontman names, but I know that uh, District Nine is they have some of my favorite songs. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I'm pretty good. Not that um, I can think I'm of trying to think. Oh, I do have two more shows on my list of shows. Yeah, coming. yeah, throw them out. Uh, the Gridiron Record release. I, I mean, I bought tickets, so hopefully I go. Where's that? Uh, it's at the Polish Club in Phoenixville. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I'm working at a tattoo convention that weekend. I'm so fucking mad. Oh, that's that's a bummer. next weekend, isn't it? Um, no, that's not till- Philly is next weekend. Oh, okay. The Philly convention is next weekend, but I'm working the Scranton convent- tattoo convention that same weekend and i'm so pissed like yeah that's a that's a cool show I it's don't remember so the, the invoke division of mind uh carried by six queensway um that yeah. might be it yeah. and that that band's killer 
crush. That record's going to crush. Gridiron rules. Yeah. And then the other one I have is, this is a series of shows, April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. This is wild. So on every day, we got Law of Power and the World and Risk. And Friday, you got Buried Dreams and 10 to 1 also. Saturday, Pain of Truth on Broken Wings, Buried Dreams and Born from Demise. And Sunday is Con of Arabia, Wisdom and War, Hard Target and Street Power. And those are all in Massachusetts. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think Law of Power and the band The World are doing some stuff together and that's coming up. Is On Broken Wings like a band again? I mean, <laughs> I've seen them a, a yeah, few I've... times in the past couple of years. Yeah. They played that Tsunami. I guess that was like four years ago now. But And I saw them in Florida and it was awesome. Played This Is Hardcore Oh yeah, they did play This Is Hardcore maybe? same year. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever stop being a band completely, but... I think it's going to be one of the things when they, when they have to. The vocalist tattoos and shit. Yeah. Um, so he's busy. Well, what's uh, what's in the future for Fire in the Blood before we wrap it up here? Uh, things, I don't have, we don't have anything on the docket. Uh, we would love to play as much as possible. We're not trying to be the band that opens every Altoona show. Like, that's why we, I know Street Truck's not either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, I don't want to be the guy that books a show and then puts us on it every time. Yeah, So same. hopefully, like, we get some other bands started in the area. Do you but, have, uh... Any new music that's like unrecorded or anything? Pile of it, dude. Yeah, a pile of it. Honestly, we played three new ones at Troy's show. And they were all so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank they you. Were, yeah. Opened and closed with a new one. The one we've been playing for a little bit, and then the other one was the first time we played it. And then we played like half of a new one, I guess. So two and a half new ones technically. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, we Very have heavy. Thank you. Very. Thank you. We, shout out to those guys. I just kind of yell into a microphone. That's all them. No, you're a great front man. You are. Oh, thanks. You are. <laughs> Made me get all weird and embarrassed. But, yeah. Well. Um, we don't have plans to record as far as dates go, but we are going to record. We want to put out an EP, maybe like even do an LP. Like if we do like stretch it, do an eight song LP. Yeah. I don't have names for all the songs. We don't have names for what we want to call the record. All I know is that. We ain't stopping. We're going to keep it going. And, uh, yeah, shout out to all my friends. I mean, you guys too, especially, but, like, the Lockhaven boys and, like, everybody oh, yeah. who supported it from literally day one. Because, like, like we talked about, man, it's the ultimate cheat code to make a band seem cooler than what they are is just have your, your friends go insane and mosh hard as fuck. And that's kind of what we yep. do is we kind of bring You guys did it for us, man. I mean, yeah. that, you know. Like, you guys were the ones that were driving an hour and a half to fucking come to our shows. Just terrible Altoona. minds. Yeah. yeah, same thing. So, yeah, I guess I'm I'm very grateful that all my friends are, like, riding for Fire in the Blood. So, shout out to the Redneck Jock team. I love that. Arf, arf. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, a, to give a backstory for anybody who was curious what that is, that was, an, that was an insult by made by somebody that was, like, kind of a jab. They were like, yo, Fire in the Blood... Those guys are just a bunch of redneck jocks. And I was like, that's, that's hard. Hilarious. <laughs> kind of are. I was like, I'm going to take that and run with it. Number one, redneck is not an insult to me. My dad has said that my entire life. He's like, yo, we are rednecks. And it is what it is. Type <laughs> deal. And then like, I mean, not, we're not really jocks. Like me and Dan really <laughs> love sports, but like, I just thought it was funny. And I was like, this thing that was meant to be an insult. I was like, I'm just going to take it and run with it. I'm going to put it on merch. I don't give a fuck. That's perfect. That's awesome. How many? How much uh, camouflage stuff do you guys have now, bro? We got everything's uh, like camouflage, hunter t- orange t-shirts. We got <laughs> stickers and different cut. Co- 
kinds of camo ripped off obituary did the the real tree and orange hats i got koozies coming on the way <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah camo yeah, yeah they're camo Good. koozies with orange print they Good. say a yeah, country boy can't survive on them all right <laughs> sick <laughs> you might as well lean into it <laughs> yeah yeah maybe, that's probably as far as I'll go with as far as riding the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we before you got here, Troy, we were talking about hunting. So <laughs> you are in Central PA. Yeah, and I, I mean, here comes. If you have people still listening, they're gonna turn it off right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do hunt. I do enjoy it. It's like one of my favorite hobbies. I love is that it. is that controversial? To a certain extent, I think because the veganism movement and things like that. It's just maybe it's just where we live, but everybody i know hunt you and know? i mean it's better than buying factory farmed meat like yeah it's it's good for it's good for you know the environment it has ecological benefits but i won't get it i won't get into it too much if you want to do a hunting podcast another time matt we can talk about it and by the end <laughs> that'd of be it, all you i don't hunt by, well, by the end of it i'll have you convinced to be out in the woods with me and jeff yeah <laughs> you know i would i would love to go archery hunting I've never been. I never. Yeah. I never grew up. Grew up doing it. I would love to do it too, just for the simple fact that it's in the fall and it's warmer. I'm more into fishing myself, and I have. I work with this guy who's real into ice fishing, and he keeps trying to get me to go ice fishing with him. And I'm like, dude, no. Like he, he'll like go out and drill a hole in the lake and like sit there for eight hours. Fucking loves it. Loves it. And he, like, tries to sell me on, like, how awesome this is. And I'm just like, yeah, man. Sick. Never going to happen. Like, I hate the cold. It makes no sense that I live here, but. I mean, I don't go outside, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did really well with it during the pandemic, though, because you weren't tattooing. You are like, told, talk to me about it a little bit. You're like, this is the first time I've been outside, like, consecutive days. Dude, it was weird. It was... Riding, you got into riding bikes again and shit, though. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was a big part of my life when I was a kid, and that was one of my favorite things about the pandemic was getting back into BMX, and then fucking we opened the shop back up, and it's been chaos, and I haven't touched my bike in a year again. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of hiking, and everything here was, I was recording music. We made so much music. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Tape. That's <laughs> legit. Like, um, I said to, I made a joke with my wife. I was like, if we get shut down, like if they shut everything down, I'm going to become a SoundCloud rapper. And then they shut everything down. She was like, so are you really going to do it? And I was like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I, as much as there was a lot of creativity in the world, I hope something like that never happens again. Cause no. That, yeah. that stunk. And yeah. we're still seeing the impacts of it. Yeah. And for my job, it really stinks. <laughs> it sucks sitting in front of a camera. So, yeah, man, I I didn't get a break. So like nothing shut down for me. I mean, I took a lot of time off of work. I used pretty much all of my vacation and sick time because, you know, we. Yeah, you either had to she was working. You had to at the readjust hospital. your life, man. Dude, it was crazy. And then like school would end at like ten o'clock in the morning fucking insane respect to those teachers yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey why don't you guys plug your bands where can we find street struck um pretty much not on, on Bandcamp. not on Bandcamp. <laughs> maybe someday maybe i'll just never do Bandcamp. actually i don't fucking know um what the fuck is our thing we pretty much just have instagram and now twitter I got bullied into making a twitter um, it's just Street Struck, P-A-H-C. 
Um, I try to keep up with it as much as possible. Um, you post on Twitter like shows and shit. Post on Twitter. I don't know. I barely. I posted the fucking tit design that we did <laughs> on Twitter. That was about Cause it. Because we too. yeah, because we couldn't put it on uh, Instagram. Never made it to Twitter. But um, yeah, try to, we use our Instagram pretty often. Um, I try to keep up. If you want to book us playing shows anywhere? We'd love to. Pretty much go anywhere. Um, I run most of that. Omar helps me out here and there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the band. Like recording, hopefully gonna put some stuff out. Um, our goal is to just put out as much content, music-wise, and others as possible. So, recording next month, trying to hopefully have that out some point this summer, fallish. Um, gonna probably send it around a little bit, get some feelers, and then. You know, I would like to record or at least start writing again by fall to try yeah. to keep this momentum going. Yeah, um, absolutely. You've got a lot of potential too. I mean, trying. People like street strut, and uh, I want to. I, back to like the thing earlier is I just want there to be more bands around us because to me, and I've talked to Shane about this before. This isn't like I look at our scene as like not Altoona or not like Lock Haven, but like Central Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is is it you know like i would love to work more with johnstown bands or any other bands from the area if you've thought that you know maybe because of people in the past that altoona like didn't fuck with other areas like you know things are much different now like hit us up i'd love to book more shows i want to keep doing more shows of like you know four band little bangers here and there of just like Mm -hmm. you know bring bring hardcore back to here pretty often and uh so i'd happy happily like book more bands around here like shane said i don't want to fucking play every single altoona show yeah um yeah it'd be cool to bring some different shit in yeah so hit <laughs> hit us up uh either the street truck thing or you can hit up my personal instagram i'll probably see that one a lot faster it's troy mort tattooer t-r-o-y-m-o-r-t-t-a-t-t-o-o-e-r um but yeah hit me up and we'll book some shows and fire in the blood uh <clears throat> we're on instagram and twitter as well Instagram is literally, it's just Fire in the Blood is the username. Very fortunate to get that. Yeah, lucky. Uh, Twitter, I don't really know what it is, but if you search Fire in the Blood on Twitter, you can do that. I don't run that. That's all Cole. I don't even have the credentials to that. But uh, same thing that Troy said. If you want to book us or you want to collaborate in some way, DMing Fire in the Blood on Instagram is definitely the way to go. Uh, the other thing is... Brick by Brickfest on Instagram. That's literally just Brick by Brickfest. Uh, Twitter, the it is Brick X Brickfest. Follow that. I I sometimes use that to update like local shows and things. Like that. And a few of us have to log into that. Uh, oh, and I play it. I play bass in another band. We haven't played a show. I don't know if we plan to, but Centralized Warfare. That's yes, just on, that's just on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Music and things like that. It doesn't we don't have a social media or anything like that but if you're looking for new music check that out as well you guys jamming we haven't no i mean we got two members that don't have a vehicle right now so that's tough but we'll play it's just a matter of when timing is right so i like the demo the demo is sick thank you yeah i I mean i had very little to do with it that was kind of one of those things sure i live with jed who fronts the band and they were jamming and i was there and they were like hey do you want to jump in on bass and i was like uh sure i guess yeah so that's kind of how i got thrown into that one but it, i think if we get to play shows it, it'll be fun so yeah other than that yeah like troy said if you want to do shows 
DM Street Struck, DM Brick by Brick, or DM Fire in the Blood, and we'll figure something out. That's my last question. Is there a Brick by Brick coming up? We we, gotta... we plan to t- do some lunch and talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. so we got to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. We will see. There will be MH Chaos. <laughs> they Brick... were supposed to play the one that got canceled, the pandemic one, the 2021. Brick by Brick will be back. We just got to figure out some details to it. it. It's also tough because with everything else coming back, we're not trying to step on toes. There's so many big fucking shows. Shows yeah. and fests. I know United Blood pulled the plug, but then they're doing like something called, what is it? Like the Takeover or something like that. And it's a similar thing to United Blood. It's a weekend thing. Like Ace, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's his thing. But so like we're trying to like navigate it so that way I'm sure... This, this hardcore is going to happen. I'm sure the rumble is going to happen again. So it's a matter of like. There will probably be another jam or hopefully maybe a tsunami fest again or <clears> something <throat> along those lines. And Nate does uh, still, SWB. Still won't be up. So like, and that's trying to not collide with other fests and not have to be oversaturated with things is probably the most challenging part. But we'll figure it out even if it's just like. One way or another. Troy and I talked about even maybe just doing like an eight bander rather than like an all day thing. Like, yeah. 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 Keep it a little smaller. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming and doing this. Hey, guys. thank you, man. Appreciate this it. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. This was fun to talk All to right. you guys.